Manny Chavara. Chavaria? I don't know how to say that, but welcome in to an episode of Men Supporting Men. I'm waiting for the rest of the host to show up. How's your uh, your evening going so far? Good, right on, man. So tonight, yeah, we're going to be doing uh, talking about um, some 10 things that people think a man must master to, quote, unquote, be a man in his life. Um, as soon as I get the rest of the cast to show up, we will have it going on air. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, just give us, give us about five minutes to get some stuff set up and we'll be rocking and rolling. Hopefully less than that, but am I too young for this? Well, how old are you? I mean, you're not ever too young. It could be a learning lesson for you. 13. Right on. Well, it's definitely, yeah, that's a good age um, for sure. Uh, if I can get my damn iRig software. Yeah, this was originally been planned to be at a different time. Uh, and of course, here's one of the hosts, the, the Fat Mantis, showing up. Uh, if you want to, I can go ahead and just invite you up to speak that way. Right here. Until Derek gets his stuff set up, and I'll mute in. But yeah, no, I mean that's a that's a good age. I think 13 is a good age to start cultivating things that will help you throughout life. Um, Because you get the most out of it if you if you stream on a um, you know an iPhone or an iPad out of right. the app. So I figure I'm, I'm getting an iPad, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna stream you know, off of that, you know, so I can actually experience everything, you know. Right, right. All right, we got the whole cast here with also special guest tonight since Mikey couldn't make it. Uh, Steve from the Hold Up TV. Glad to have you here, brother. Thanks Welcome for having me here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, gentlemen. So yeah, so we're gonna be. I've got so as you can see, we got uh, Derek Dot Music or Derek Music. Oh fuck, Derek HD. It's not Dot Music anymore. It's just the Derek and the HD King himself. I'm um, joined by the Fat Man as well as special guest Steve. Um, you guys, this is recorded. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be sending it over to Anchor afterwards. Um, so tonight's topic is gonna be ten things a man must master. Um, I can run. I'm gonna run through the list real quick with you guys and. So we can start really hitting the topics here. Derek, uh, how's your evening going? Uh, really good. I just on the interface, it, does it show that I'm muted? No, it says you're you're. It's awesome. weird. Well, I blame I'm iPhone, <laughs> the iPhone team, uh, right now because like it, it says I'm muted, but on my controls it says I'm I'm live. So I never know if I'm actually live or not. But YOLO. Um, I, I find. <laughs> Yeah, I find a lot of um, that particular glitch all over the place. Was someone is muted or not muted, and it's not saying it correctly on the app. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. So, also, uh, real quick. What up, Abra? Are you guys alive? Abra, what's up? We are live right now. Okay. <laughs> Just walks in here. 
You're good. You're good. Um, we can move to on air, and if, I don't know if you want to just pull Steve in with us. I think we're okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can just hang out. Um, so yeah, so ten things a man must master. Let me go ahead and get that image back up. I'm sorry, guys. I'm also, you sound kind of far away from your mic. How about now? Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Very sexy. Always got to get checked in. So Manny says, you guys are the best. I'm very interested already. Excellent. Thank you, Manny. Thanks, Manny. So 10 things that we think that a man should master, and this is based off of, like, just someone else's thoughts. I wanted to see what you guys thought, but it says, the first one is how to control emotions, self-discipline, when to fight, when to let things go, sexual discipline, picking up on energy, being unfazed, accept what you can't, accept what you can't change, Enforcing your will on the world and laser focus or laser light focus, so to speak. Um, I think some of these, I feel like it kind of doubled up. Um, sure. Just how I, maybe that's I, I, absolutely, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I feel like picking up on energy has to do with almost all of them. Well, yeah. Picking up. There's a lot I mean, that can overlap that. Right. And self-discipline definitely leads into when to fight. Yeah. When to let things go. Mm-hmm. And so let me ask: uh, Is our is our co-host Lamarkey not making it at all tonight? He no. he doesn't come home for another two hours. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a zinger prepared for him. It's a shame. Damn, oh. for shame. Because he actually he boasted about one of these characteristics, oh, really? and I had like certifiable truth that he doesn't have said discipline. <laughs> I was gonna. I was like, I'm gonna. Wait, I'm gonna save this for the show. Is it the sexual one? It is. Nice. nice. <laughs> So you don't know when to let things go, huh, man? Just... Um, well, you know, I always have to win. I always have to win. <laughs> oh, man, and I'll be great. damned if I lose to some ukulele playing hippie. Jesus Christ. Angel, welcome in. Great winter. Glad to have you here. Welcome, guys. Uh, oh, yeah. So we're going to go over the 10 things that we uh, Apparently, some person put up. I think it's there's some good points on there. Maybe there's something when we hit that number, we can say instead of doing this, maybe change it to this. Um, but yeah, we'll go down the panel and see. See, so the first one is, is how to control emotions, which I feel like also is overlapped with like half these as well. Man, this is a really bad list. <laughs> just, no, it's a great list. It is. Start, a great, start with the first. Yeah, talk about them. Let, yeah, let, let, let's flesh out the first one. All right, here we go. Okay, okay so how to control emotions, number one. How to control emotions. What do you What do you guys feel like the importance of that is as being a man in a situation, especially in today's world? Because, um, you know, we're, <clears throat> the idea is that we don't, like the best way for us to control emotions is to not have them or not show them, so to speak. I think, to, go ahead, sir. I'm just gonna fucking go. Here we go. Uh, I think that, especially if you're a younger, uh, a younger man, just stepping out into the world and maybe getting responsibilities for the first time. Maybe you're a teenager and you, you got your first winter job. Maybe you're shoveling snow every weekend so you make some side cash or something. Right. How to control emotions, right? Like it takes experience because some of these things you've never faced before and when it hits you you're like oh shit your your body's in fight or flight and maybe it could be overwhelming like who remembers their first fight who remembers how emotionally um physically mentally uh like knew it was like what is happening right now there's this hostility towards me 
what do I do? Is, uh, I, I start swinging or do I run home to mom, right? That kind of shit. And yeah. you might not know how to process this. Just know yeah. that the more you, I guess, go through those kinds of trials, you'll be able to steal yourself, as it were, because you never yeah. want to make your decisions uh, irrationally or uh, emotionally, uh, if you can help it. Um, a clear mind, sound judgment is definitely the best way to go. It's easier said than done, but that takes practice and experience. Yeah, that's, so. that's well said, and I'll say that's interesting that you brought up the first fight. Mm-hmm. So my first fight, I won. I was way bigger than the kid. <laughs> and I, I won by sweeping, like, by a lot. I'm, I, I, I was like, <laughs> you went full on Cobra Kai on him, bro? But I remember, uh, this before I knew anything, it was third grade or something. However, I remember his name was Dario, and it was over a girl. And, like, this wasn't, like, you hook, uh, third grade, we weren't, like, I know we're city people, but we weren't perverts. Like, you know, we were holding these girl hands. It was, like, public, you know, we weren't, like, we were really fighting kids. over Putang or something. But, right. but the thing illegal. was, is I won, and I started crying like a little girl in front of everyone. And I forever have, you know, sometimes you have a memory that comes back. Yeah. And you always feel ashamed, even you were a kid. You're Usually like, I remember when I started crying in front of everybody on the playground. I, I sometimes have that sh- that memory. And I don't know why I cried. It was just emotional the first time you struck somebody. Yeah, You man. know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh... Go ahead, sir. No, I mean, no, that was Steve's turn. I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, interesting, like, the whole controlling your, uh, your emotions thing, because it's, like you said, Derek, and that illustration was perfect. You got to learn how to do that stuff. For me, it wasn't like the first fight. It was the first breakup, right? And uh, Mantis might the first memorable breakup. And I remember uh, I kind of had a facade I needed to keep up for a lot of different reasons, right? And it was a survival mechanism. Like I had to be perceived a different way. But when, my, when me and my first love broke up, I was sitting over a ledge in Washington Heights screaming at the moon and crying and mantis and my other friend had to come pull me back and from that moment forward i was like i probably need to have a more measured approach <laughs> a measured like, approach i like either. yo <laughs> wait a minute that was your first breakup that was like my yeah that was like my first real breakup yo bro i didn't know you till like 20 you didn't have a breakup you didn't have like a serious breakup for that no i broke up with every girl prior to that oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I, why am i laughing like an ass I'm sorry, but um, wow, okay. I didn't know that might explain why you were acting like a psycho because that was your first actual experience in that. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Mantis. Uh, I didn't know you harbored such a what's the word I'm looking for? Ill feelings. (laughs) No, but what what you were doing, you were like super dramatic, and I was like, is he gonna kill me or kill himself? I don't know. I was (laughs) contemplating both. You'd eaten my food, my leftovers uh, the night before. And I was like, well, this is any reason to kill him right now. But I think that's when I started to learn, like, or the first inkling of, like, your emotions can overcome you. And then reason just goes out the window. Even though everything seemed to be reasonable, in retrospect, that is that moment when I'm taking the shower. And, you know, as Mantis was describing, it comes back in my head. And I'm like, oh, God, why did I behave that way? So that definitely propelled me into it. I mean, the, re- the repercussions of it. So making decisions when you're um, or even like trying to move on. We don't I think we don't realize this and as kids and as a, like young men is that until like we're in that situation is that you you're so uh, overpowered and overcome by emotions. Right. You yeah. have these 
like for instance, the fight. You get through a fight, and even whether you win or you lose, you have this emotion, and it be because there's a cause and effect almost to this repercussion system that that comes out of this, right? So you have, you know, you get into a fight, you hit somebody, and let's say like in Mantis's case, you won, and then you started bawling your eyes out. Well, you just angrily struck someone, and now you're having the other, the like the next emotion that follows that, and that stuck with you for, I mean, it sounds like still to this day. You know, same thing with a breakup. Like, I think uh, Derek and I were talking about this once that uh, we even mentioned it the other night, you know, in, in one of your guys' streams where, like, guys that, the, those guys and the players and they're juggling all these women, they weren't like that. And it's because they had that such, that heart-wrenching breakup and they just didn't handle that emotion well. And now they're afraid to ever get back into... Uh, I think I have that TikTok clip. Um, should I play it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's see. It's, it's, it's a good one. It's fantastic. And I'm so glad there's like categories that you can like save your favorites to. Cause now I have one that says just for the boys and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking great. That's uh, I didn't know that either. Oh, so that's, that's cool. the, the hack is such that, um, all you have to do is, uh, you see a video, like click and hold somewhere in the middle of it and then, uh, you know, add to favorites and then, at the bottom, you can add to a collection. You can make a new one on the spot or add it to your general favorites. Uh, so I have multiple collections for stuff like this. So here we go. Open up series. Every woman I serve, every player, every guy juggling three broads at the same time is only doing so out of fear. Fear of being crushed by a woman. Because one day, back in the day, they weren't a player. They liked one girl, just one. And they gave it up to her, didn't And they? they gave it up to her. That's right. They gave it up to her because they're little romantics back then. And they gave it up to the girl they love. And what happened? They got rocked or they got crushed or they got destroyed. They got cheated on or laughed at or something. And when they're finished picking up the little pieces of what was once their heart, you know what they said? They all, every single one of them made a vow. Never to give it up again. That's right. Never to give it up again. But now we're talking about the real bastards here, the guys that break hearts occupationally. Because believe it or not, originally those cats... We're the most beautiful and the most romantic of all. And you know what happened? They're the ones that got hurt worst of all. Yeah. Real shit. Oh, man. Real shit. Real Straight shit. out of how I met your mother, you know? Yep. No, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, what's his face from? Uh, uh, Scream. It's, no, it's, I just saw the movie. It's like, What Love Is. Yeah, that's the name of the movie, What Love Is. But this is Oh, Scream. wait, is that where the, yeah, that movie is bugged out. Yeah, that I mean, movie really messed me up. Yep, but it's it's a lot. It's, it, I mean, that character he plays and he's he's right on a lot of things. And when he finally admits to it, he like we the clip didn't go on as far as we thought it was. Um, is that they get the guy gets to that point, and no matter what the situation is, gets to that point, and it breaks him. Right, it breaks him. He's got nowhere to go because he's not really learned. Like, I mean, let's be honest here. Most in most cases, and we've talked about it before, is that. Like there's, whether it's a parental figure or your friends, like you just, as a man, you're not supposed to have emotions. You're not supposed to release those emotions unless it's like anger. Well, right. that's not always the case. Heartbreak isn't just anger. There's pain. There's, you know, grieving that's involved. And we don't get taught how to handle that. And so, yeah, you never forget that. And so the reason I think a lot of these guys that come out of this, that, are, you know, that we do become these womanizers, that do become these players, is the fear of going back in. Now, is it is their response 
you know, right. I'm not going to say that, that, that they are right to be to act that way, but there's always a reasoning as to why they became like that. And that's usually what it is. It's neglect. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. And the thing about it, when you watch someone psychologically become something that they're not, they're always tails, right? So when you watch a guy who starts to pretend like he's a ladies man and it's all based out of trauma, there will always still be that hint of it because every situation, every woman that he gets in gets with will resemble the chick that broke his heart. And it's the same way for women. Right. And then those are the ones he will do the, do the dirtiest. And you just keep going through that same cycle of trauma. I agree with the point you made where we don't get taught how to deal with these things. It's not, you know, looking at it now in retrospect, years later, it's not about repressing your emotions. It's learning how to act out appropriately on each emotions like being you know being angry is a natural thing but how do i respond when i'm angry well i definitely shouldn't drive the man to his house pee on his front door and light a bag of shit on his door right that's an, that's an unreasonable response just because i had choice and you didn't <laughs> <laughs> well i think controlling your emotions isn't necessarily repressing them but like in the moment where you had to make a decision and you're now you're facing trauma for the first time it's going to be very difficult to be like to to make a sound minded decision and that like being able to control it and say you know what i can put the uh the cloudy emotional judgment away for now looking at yep. logistically this is probably the best move. And this is what happens in business. If you're, you're about, you know, you, you, you're at a sales meeting, you're with a client, like you, you got them by the fucking balls and you're about to close, but then they say no. No. Right. right? Are you going to walk out? Oh, thanks for wasting an hour of my fucking time. Fuck you guys. <laughs> but you know, sometimes people do do that, which is insane. Insane. Cause you yeah. never want to burn your bridges. Right. You Like uh, th- th- that, that was in an episode of uh, Mad Men where dude just got his ass handed to it. Like, we're going to go with somebody else. And he, he, he stood, he just stood there stoic for like 20 seconds, reflecting on the thing and said, all right, thank you for your time. I'm on my way. And I'm like, what a fucking gracious way yeah. to lose. That's, that's such an important thing to learn, especially as a man in today's society is that um, learning how to take the L, whether yeah. it's in dating, in the workplace, like, I mean, everyone does it. But there are certain situations that we just, I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to be a man. It's just learn to take it, try to take, like, understand what no is. Learn to understand what it is and taking that L. And that's, it kind of goes into the next one. It's a self discipline aspect of what I feel like. Right. Yeah. Number well, two. Before, before we move to the next one, I want to say one of the things that helped me, and this is strange, one of the things that helped me, like, I guess I would have learned how to control my emotions no matter what household I lived in, I assume. But one of the things that, like, wisened me up to controlling emotions is that I lived in a house where a no one, women. the adults no. were, yes, women. Mm. <laughs> but I love women. I'm not trying to... <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. Well, there I we fell right into again. that trap. It's happening again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, um, you know, my mother, my mother's like, uh, you know, my mother's bipolar and there's like a lot of just, and so there was never any control of emotions. There was a lot of screaming for no reason in the household. And right. so I could have been one of those people that was like, I'm going to do that too. But rather, I really was like, at a certain point, I was like, why Why is there always this screaming in the house? Right. Yeah. This is not cool. And so it's very unseemly and unbecoming to watch someone be emotional for no, like, for stupid reasons. I think we all, unfortunately, have a, a judgment towards someone, right? If they're freaking out for no reason and you're like, yo, bro, take a chill pill. Right. I mean, 
Yeah. That's, 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 that's the thing, too. You like, tell him, Mantis. Good shit. What the f- Cow. We're, we're literally I'm... on air. Please. Oh, I, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm going to go now. That was cow, everybody. <laughs> oh, saying, Rick? Well, here's one thing that we need to consider, right? So culturally, there's something that's missing in these scenarios. If we're talking specifically about guys, hundreds of years ago, what would a son spend the majority of his time doing? He would be up with other men learning these social social cues learning how to control his temperament building forts I, I, getting into trouble <laughs> learning how to like you know keep secrets that kind of shit i think yeah, i think he's saying going back further like yeah but like, like, the spark, like, how the chi- like when the spartan just send a child out no no maybe not that far not <laughs> like you mean beat him up try to bring home a fucking carcass of a wild animal that kind of shit well, hey, listen 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 a conservative lifestyle isn't for everyone <laughs> the kid up so he's submissive that's just the way we do it in my household what you liberals do on your own time is up to you <laughs> i'm just saying that <laughs> what i'm saying is there was a time when you would spend time with elder men right and they would teach you these things and they would kind of disciple you and usher you into a way to like hey you have to learn how to a rite of passage exactly and i think that's some of the things like we've lost in today's culture which is now we have other people raising our kids we have pop icons yep Yep. (laughs) yeah well said and i will also point out that another thing about controlling energy which i don't see a lot of (laughs) in the younger generations i know i act like i'm an old man i am (laughs) <laughs> I'm a grown ass established man. Thank you. An established man. Thank you. There you go. Um, but the, one of the things is as how to be rejected, and I notice that's not on the yeah. list. Oh, they can't. But that's that part shit. of controlling emotions. And I notice people are wiling out and acting like babies when they get rejected. And just like Derek so eloquently brought up that part in Mad Men about like how to lose a how to lose business eloquently, right? Like mm-hmm. a real man. Right. Um, you also have to, you also have to be gallant about like. A woman rejecting you, but I notice a lot of people do not know how to do that. I mean, best thing it's it's going to happen often, and like guys are put in the perfect situation to be rejected pretty much more than more than women are. Let's be honest here. You know, a guy's going to get more rejection in his life, in in the sense of dating, than a woman's going to want to. Yeah, we're putting ourselves out there more. We're pursuing. (laughs) Right, that's just the way things have been for eons and eons. Um, but you're right, Mantis. Like as time has progressed, we people are getting crazy with this shit. Like I, bro, I don't understand it. I see people all the time who are like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, she rejected me, so I just fucked her mom. Which I mean, it's a fucking hilarious <laughs> response, but it's like, and that's it's, it's. I mean, it's it's that's dramatic. But I mean, like you you got guys who like freak the fuck out and like make a scene, or they'll even you know harm a woman doing so. Yeah, like, I, I would only fuck her mom if I spent a lot on the date. What's that? Twenty like, bucks? Uh, what, yeah, what? like if I bought her Grace papaya, like a hot dog and a soda, I better not get rejected or I'm, or I'm screwing her sister. For context, for those of you not from New York City, that's exactly one dollar and seventy five cents just spent on that date. Huh. <laughs> No, it's true. Like, how do you take learning to take an L is the perfect thing because you have to learn how to do it. After that same breakup, my response didn't stop with just screaming at the moon. Uh, I had some serious drama with her new boyfriend and his entire crew. 
So I thought the appropriate thing to do was to threaten them every time we saw each other out in public. So I would be walking with Mantis and our friends and I would see them and I would literally like it's square up time. You can see how this alienated me from the rest of my friends after a while. That seemed like a tough guy response at the time. But now I know it was completely emotional. Like, you know, it was a completely emotional, un- irrational thought. And I think that's something that younger men need to learn. And that's something where we see a lot of crime in communities. What else is an emotional response besides pulling out a gun and shooting someone for stepping on your shoe or whooping your ass in a fight? You don't know how to take an L. And mm-hmm. that's why these that's why so, these kids behave that way. So I think instead of saying as the first thing as as ten things that a man should learn, let's it might be the first one is to control your emotions and, and learn to take the L. Like because yep. those go hand in hand. You guys say this, right? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> learn to take the L, guys. It's particularly in in um, categories of law, like losing business, losing out as not being considered number one, yeah. not making um, varsity on a sports team, and, and just rejection in from women. Like you just need to learn that, like to take it like a man. I know it sucks. No one likes rejection. Rejection's like the worst feeling ever. But you need to work with it. I mean, I've seen people on some of these social media apps that is, you know, they'll be like simping for a girl. And as soon as she rejects him, he goes the opposite. And all that yeah. like positive simping energy gets turned into negative. And he's like, let me troll her. Let me mess with her. Let me get my friends to mess with her. It's yeah. it's not cool, guys. No, it's not. That's that's honestly, that's true beta mentality. Yep. That's that's, Absolutely. Me, that's the real fucking beta mentality here is that um, if you get spiteful and turn around and do that kind of shit, like, let it go, man. Like, what, what, at, at, at some point, you have to be able to be like, why am I wasting any more time on this? Like, if the person doesn't want to be with you, just respect that and then be like, <clears> okay, <throat> move on. Like, I understand yeah. if, like, you've been simp, if you've been simping this entire time and, and your, if your response after, let's see, let's just say, of a, a love interest and a rejection on that, let's, your response is, well, I've given her everything like that. The problem is not her, it's you, it's you right off the bat. I don't care what she's done. It's going to be you every time. And I, because you I, felt I, entitled in the first place and you should not, you're not entitled to anything. And you put your self worth in it. And that's the real problem. You start wrapping yourself up and measuring yourself by this shit. And then when you get checked, you get chin checked, then you fall apart. And Here's the thing. You want, well, to, you want to abuse. The, the opposite of this is, uh, especially when it comes to women, one, you, you, well, actually staying on this point, if you put them on a pedestal and then all of a sudden you think because you deserve the best, somebody told you when you were a kid, yeah, you you deserve fucking everything. No, like you, no, no, we never get what we deserve. We get what we fucking negotiate. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so, so true. Let's say, uh, you know, uh, to the point earlier, like don't feel like you, you're entitled to this first of all. So that, that, that is on you. However, the counterpoint I want to make is this, Let's say you get rejected by a girl and she picks some other dude that you also know, but is a total douchebag. Now, if you care yourself as an upstanding man, that reflects more on her because she'd rather have the douchebag than an upstanding right. fucking man. Yeah. So it's, sometimes it's not even yeah. about you. Sometimes maybe you're just into the wrong chicks, my dude. Yeah. And maybe she's you, just broken. Yeah. Like yeah, you, you then, want you an e-thought. Really? Yeah, they they look nice, bro. I will not I will, I will not deny that, but are they going to be good for you? 
Probably it's, it's not. It's not even necessarily looking nice. You want to fix something. You want to fix something that's broken. You'll oh. fix a vase. Don't try to fix a person. <laughs> you Captain save a over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a perfect example of it. It's called dodging a bullet. I knew a young kid who was like, and this one of the smartest kids. I a grown-ass so man. <laughs> <laughs> so much potential. And he was like broken up about a girl who had, and no offense to any single moms, please, please, no one take offense. This girl was 22. She had three kids. She was a nice-looking young lady. This guy is on his way to finishing his cybersecurity degree, getting ready to go into work with a private firm. He's crying over her because she rejected him for her thug baby daddy. And I was just like, bro, listen to me for a second. I want you to look me in the eyes. I want you to play this through. You were about to be a stepdad at 20, raising kids that are not yours, for a woman who could not stay faithful to the man who gave her those three children. Dip your head to the left or the right, and that's called dodging a bullet. <laughs> Get your motherfucking <laughs> Neo on, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I, oh I just want to address something real quick. Derek pointed out that I'm Captain save a I didn't say so you. So it is true. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I'll, I'll admit, I, I have a history of being Captain save a However... <laughs> I, I've learned. I, I believe I've learned those from those lessons, uh-huh. and I, I don't go that way. And that's why I, I think it's more important that the the young people hear advice from me. Uh, I'm like, look at me, kids. There. I used to be Captain Save a I hung up. But trust me, you don't want to. It's not glamorous. <laughs> it's not. No, what what was not. your rock bottom? Would you say, Mantis? When did you finally say this cape is strangling? I'm gonna say it happened this year, but I'm not gonna get into details. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just know that he was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." This, I, I'm retiring from this job. No one's paying me for this, and I'm only suffering for it. So these hoes can save themselves. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I mean, like we can even touch on that, right? Like, let's just be honest here. You, if if you feel the need to be a hero, there's better ways of doing so than going to someone who's emotionally damaged. Because eventually, you're going to be the stepping stone for them to get through that. Like, it's it doesn't just like. Sometimes, yeah, you know, it's true love and it lasts and it's because you save that person. But then they become completely dependent on you from that point on. I think the best thing you can do for that person is to be a friend and be there. You know, don't simp or whatever, but be that friend and be there and let them get through that and have your support through that. So that when they are stable, because I mean, you're, gonna, you're going into a relationship then and it's, it's what? St- unstable ground. You, you don't know where they're like they're going through stuff and then. Well, that's the excuse they're going to have is like if something does go wrong and it does bother you. And eventually, you know, you'll let that slide for so long, but eventually you're going to be like, oh my God, she uses all the time. Like, when is she going to get past this or, you know, whatever. And it's not, you don't have that kind of like control in that situation because you've now made that person dependent on you because you were Captain save a And then you're going to keep repeating the same thing. Like it's not, it's not, I don't think it, I've, it's never worked out in my favor. If it works out for somebody else, it's great. But that's what I see. Like I, I learned real quick because I was I was kind of the same way for a while. I was like, well, you know, I know I'm damaged. And that was the worst decision I ever tried to make was being damaged, trying to fix damage. And, right. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 just not going to it's, it's it's not a good time to do that. Like, I think the best thing we can do, especially is like from a man's point of view, from my side is to if you see somebody and you have feelings for them or whatever, you know, state your feelings. But maintain that safe distance you always have to protect your peace of mind and inside that should always come first not the other person no matter how you are it's not a selfish move your peace of mind like someone asked me the other day um would you ever fight for your girl i said i would fight for her if she was uncomfortable but if she put me in a predicament where she was like 
trying to see if I would fight, I'm never going to risk my own peace of mind. There you go. Like, I'm like, I, I like, even if she was like, well, I'm like, if someone makes me have to, like, if someone's having to choose between me and somebody else, it's what? the person can have them. The person can have them. I'm not risking my peace of mind. I'm not going to be fighting for that and having to risk, like, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Are, are we jumping to when to fight? I mean, exactly. we can. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, it's, but that's the thing is, like, all this stuff links in with each other. We can definitely do that. Right. Yeah. You know, so because it, you were bringing up like wh- you know when when to fight, and a common one is people think they're like I should always fight for my girl. I- I'm someone who's like that. I'm I, like I'm like we just said I'm Captain Savaho, so of course I'm chivalrous, right? Right. I'm gonna tell you a real quick story. <laughs> one of the craziest chicks I've ever been with, and I, like I could get t- you know, remember when I told you the story about having to bail a girl out, right? You know, an ex a girl. This is the girl. And so we're when we were at a horror movie in White Plains, mm-hmm. and there are some high school kids, and I'm out of high school at this point. You know, I'm you know in my twenties. Um, behind us on their cell phones, hollering and hooting and all these things. And so every couple of minutes, she looks back and she says, "Why don't you shut the fuck up? Holy Why don't shit. you shut up? Why don't you shut up?" And so finally, one of them was like, "You know, you, you know," they were like, "Ho, make me!" And she goes, "You know what?" My man, yo, I was dating her maybe like two weeks. She's like, my man's going to beat your ass. I'm like, I'm going to do what? I "I am. I didn't say that, but I was like, and yo, you know what? I went to, I went to, went into the fight, even though they outnumbered me because I thought I was supposed to. I thought that's what it was the wrong move. And thank God the ushers came and the cops came and they broke it up and they threw us all out. You should have been like, you but lucky I, this little vest-wearing motherfucker saved y'all asses. <laughs> because I was able to get one <laughs> one punch off, and I was getting hit on all directions at me. Damn. And then the ushers got between us and all these things, and we got out of there. And like, she, and then she kept talking smack as we left, and I was thinking, I was like... She had better the hell giving you fucking the best <laughs> head of your life after all this. You were girl. thinking she's yeah. a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> that one right there. Where's Can't wait to tell kid, you were, honey? kids, right? Yeah. Can't wait to my, tell our kids this story, right? My choker size is fucking uh, 17 inch <laughs> neck. So. so let's take a poll. When do we fight, guys? When do we fight? Um, well, if, if it was to be answered that in that situation, I wouldn't. Um, no, I, well, would I fight? She instigated it. And she mm-hmm. immediately, instead of when she instigated her own fight, and then immediately said, "Well, my man will do it for me." <laughs> well, actually, I okay, my so own, my own mind. Seventeen-year-old so, Eric would have done the same shit, right? I would have, I would have went yeah. over there swinging. and like, yeah, baby was like, "Y'all are messing with." I'll fuck y'all up. Like today, first I'd check my girl, but like, are you fucking serious? Like, I'm a grown-ass yeah, just- man. I may have health insurance, but you know what? These kids don't. There, I could go yeah. to jail if I fuck them up. Anyways, that's right. I didn't point. even think that if if it had yeah. gotten to like a, into a real altercation, I could like they're kids, they're high school, kids. and you're a I goddamn gone, human wrecking ball. You fuck them up, variant, yeah, right. So, um, but the question is not in general, not my circumstance that I just painted. In general, what do you guys fight for? Uh, I mean, go ahead, Derek. Defending what's mine, like you could you step up in here, try to rob my shit. We're we're gonna be in fisticuffs. Yeah, that and because I live like it's just me and my brother here. I don't have any dependents, right? We have a lot of cool shit, and like we we try to protect all our stuff with guns. Like we have a fucking armory in the house. Um, there you go. We have like we have a, we have a lot of cool shit, and so make sure make sure you call ahead before you go visit Derek, guys. I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, do not just show up to the door. 
<laughs> flash that light before you step on the steps, please. The, 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 day, the day I have like mini-me's running around or a, a significant other, you know, and like wife, kids, the, you know, the, the dog, uh, what is it? No, 1.5 kids, the dog, like the, I become like the, you know, household stat in America, white pick offense, all that shit. You bet your ass, anything that comes near to them in any kind of hostility, I am fighting for them. Now, will I get, will I, if I'm walking down the street and somebody just like a Karen starts blowing off, I'm not going to fight a Karen. I'm not even going to fight a Chad, not over some bullshit like, you know, let me talk to your store manager kind of bullshit. Like I'm just, you know, that stuff I, I, I've learned to grow thicker skin of. But anything that comes to uh, any hostility that comes towards my family, like I'm in beast mode, like automatically, right. you know, I respect that. that kind of shit. Yeah, so so I do. Go ahead. Sorry. Rick, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I do have the three kids and the dog and the wife. And I've been in a, this is something that's it's surprising when you have a family, how often you think about murdering someone if something goes to file. Bro. So when, when Bro. COVID hit, Jesus is my witness. And I, I am a Christian, so I'm up here defending Mantis and his Christian ideals. But when COVID hit, I was out getting groceries, right? And this is at the local Sam's Club. And I had been telling my wife, I was like, you don't know how ugly things can get so quickly. People just drop to their lowest self. Because that's who they truly are in these crunch times. And I'm in Sam's Club, and this woman is crying because someone just took water out of her cart against her will. They took water out of her cart, and now everyone's trying to get her water back. And I remember getting home, and the first thing I said to my wife is, I know I'm not allowed to have a gun, but we are purchasing a gun. And all I thought about, there were nights where I sat up, I called Mantis a couple of times on this, I would sit up and just make sure everything was okay because it seemed like it was going to get weird at that time. But for my family, I'll cross that line really quickly. Like Derek, I've learned not to cross it in social set- situations, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't fight. Again, don't take offense to this. I don't, I don't fight thugs anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you could step all over my shoes, right? <laughs> you could step as long as you don't spit in my face. I'm walking away from the situation, but... I, again, it's like, how do you learn that? I think it's from trial and error and learning that I fought too many dumb fights, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Like, if somebody like stepped on my pure money fours, I'd be fucking pissed. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to be mature, but I just told Mantis the situation. I was in the old neighborhood the other day and uh, it it, could, it almost got bad for your boy. <laughs> a, a scenario. And it was like oh, that whole God thing. Damn. The, the, this whole thing about like who you used to be back in the day. And I say this to guys my age, like you're not that guy anymore, bro. These kids are wearing skinny jeans and leotards. They will hurt you in these streets. <laughs> and uh, I learned that the real way because as tight as their pants were, there were 20 of them. What am I going to do? They roll deep in skinny yeah. jeans, bro. Like it's a real ass <laughs> yeah, thing. Sometimes, sometimes numbers, I don't care how big of a badass you are, depending on numbers, all you really need is two two out of that 10 to actually know what they're doing. Exactly. really fuck your day up. You know, you take those like, leotards off and strangle me to death with them? No, I'm not going out that way. Yeah, and then Con- oh, what are you going to say? Uh, so then, he, then he will be going to support groups to discuss how he got beat up by a guy wearing a leotard. Because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yo, contrary to popular belief in kung fu movies, <laughs> it is unlikely you're gonna you're gonna beat multiple opponents. No, no. Carlton says only no, poor no, no, no. people fight. What does that mean? There's nothing no, 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 to poor. lose. I don't get it. 
what, uh, only poor people fight? I, I don't know. That's, uh, That's oh, I see what you're saying. Like the, I'm the trying to will to fight because they don't have that. anything. Essentially, it's like so, like a homeless man if he was to fight for like for, I guess in a situation like water. I don't know. That's kind of you have to explain that. Only That's why bum um, fights are the best fights. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> no, I think I think for me, like to be honest, like um, I'm with you guys. Like I'll fight for my family and my loved ones um, as long as the it's all situational based, right? And I've had like you know military trained fighting, um, so like using a firearm and all that, like knowing when to. And sometimes I do carry depending on where I'm going. I was traveling and having to go through rough parts of town, Detroit, or. New York or Chicago, and I was having to walk 11 miles to get to a closest cab because the cabs won't are too scared to drive in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I used to carry doing that, and like you had to have always at, at all times to be able to understand like the situational paralysis. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like if if I could give you scenarios and they could all change based off of how someone someone acts, but like, yeah, I mean, someone's breaking in. Sorry. You're getting blown away. I'm not taking that risk, especially right, if I got right. family and loved ones. I'm not taking that risk. Yep. Now, if we're out and about and someone like I hit, I got bump into somebody and the guy's had a bad day and he's like, bro, you know what the fuck? Start stepping up on me. I'm just going to back up and be like, my bad dude, just, you know, let's not do this. Because usually the first, when the when they're ready to fucking fight right off the bat, they don't know what they're doing. Nine times out of 10, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're angry. It's they're the, the uh, they think they're a badass. They're they trying to some bark. Kung Fu movie and, yeah. yeah, they watch some kung fu movie and think that they watch Bruce Lee twenty times and they'll understand what they're doing. Like it doesn't matter if you know how to fight or not, or if you like, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go that route. But I'm not afraid of confrontation either because at the end of the day, like I think uh, one of the people in the chat mentioned it. It's it's really not worth it because let's say like Mantis and I were walking down the street, and Mantis having a bad day, and he, I bump into him. I'm like, hey, sorry, bro, and he just loses his shit and wants to start fighting, and now I have to go to the point of self defense. Well, guess what? We're both going to jail. Right, because where it's public assault at that point from both sides, someone's getting arrested. It's going to be a problem. Like you know, especially after like leaving a bar, don't do it. Just walk away. Obviously, just be ready to defend yourself, but don't don't get in that point because you're not going to go home that night if you do get into an altercation. You're going to jail to either give a give a statement, or you're going to be sitting in the, in the fucking prison, you know, behind bars anyway. So it's you know when learning when to fight and when not to fight. If your life is threatened, like we're, this is how we're taught. If your life is threatened immediately in imminent danger to the point of possible like fatality, absolutely defend yourself. No questions asked. Um, but always try to de-escalate the situation. Um, yeah. You know, like, just be like, you know, I'm going to go my way. I'm minding my own business. Um, someone had once said that they were on a bus and the guy, this guy kept looking at him looking at this guy, this, this friend of mine, and he was just sitting there, and he was like, why does this guy keep looking at me? He finally walked over, this buddy's like, you got a fucking problem? And he's like, no, I'm just trying to figure out why you're looking at me so much. And he's like, what the fuck do you mean? What, you know, immediately start going that way, and he's like, listen, dude, I'm not, I'm not gonna, not, I'm not trying to start shit. Like, let's, I'm just trying to ride my bus to get home. I'm not trying to cause any problems. The guy's like, maybe I want problems. Well, that guy ended up, him and his friends ended up getting their fucking faces shattered, because uh, Homeboy was an MMA, MMA fighter, and pick the wrong dude and that's the thing too like you go in these situations and you have to think okay like if you decide all right this i am gonna fight and it's just some random person that you met off the street or like in steve's situation like where he's at the store and people are freaking out well if that got into like a riot you don't know one one of those people could be carrying a gun a knife or whatever and you have to take you like 
when you when you go into these fights, most people don't think that far ahead, and you have to, especially in today's world, you have to. Like, you cannot trust other people. And no, it's yeah, true, man. It's people true. don't. People would rather like basically people rather bring weapons around with them than just learn how to box. And so this brings me to a good point as a dad, and I learned this from you, Mantis. So my eldest is going to wrestling right now, right? Because it's only $128, and that's what we can afford. And wrestling is a good base to learn how to defend yourself. Greco-Roman most, is a great fighting, grappling art. Most fights end up on the floor because, like Vic said, people don't actually know how to fight. The thing I want him to learn is why he should fight, and that's going to impact his overall behavior, right? That's going to impact his confidence, and he's going to know that no one has the right to put hands on me, but I need to be wary about who I'm starting shit with. And I think that's something that needs to die from our generation. Mantis is like, you know, people would just put a battery in your back, your girlfriend, your dad, and say, go do these things. And it's like, no, this that's not correct to look for an altercation. What Most you times like, you should be talking these things out. Like, what if you, yeah, you start a fight with like the wrong motherfucker at Walmart. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a Walmart for sure. You know what I'm saying? Or like my biggest fear is let's say I get into fisticuffs and I just lose it in a fit of rage. I actually kill somebody like even yep. if it, even if it's not like a blow, but they trip and fall and the base of their fucking skull hits the pavement or the curb like you killed them. Like, damn. Yeah. I don't want that shit on yeah. my hands. I got well, video games to play. Some... Shit. That's it. it that's a I think I talked on. Um, manages a stream one time we were talking on Rogue Planet we're talking about like carrying a gun and whatnot and that was one of the things I was like if you carry you have to be like if you're not ready to take a life don't carry yeah. Yeah. because right. if, as soon as you do there's no coming back um, someone mentioned in chat about humanity and this this is kind of where that happens when you take a life you're going to lose a piece of your humanity and depending on how bad that you or how ready you were to do that will, will amount to how much there's no way you're not losing it but you will yep. lose a piece of your own humanity and that will eat you alive if you don't know how to handle that and you weren't prepared for it. Um, yep. Go ahead, Steve. No, you just, that was just like an amen moment because you become anesthetized each time because it becomes easier to hit a person and escalate violence every time you do it. Every time you do it, it becomes a little bit easier. And every guy on this panel knows exactly what I'm talking about because at some point in your life, you made a decision to either be a brutalizer or someone who just kind of didn't do that type of stuff. And I think we all, or I could be generalizing, we all make that decision where after you get into your first fight, am I going to be that guy or am I going to be the other guy? And to Derek's point and Vic's point, I hate when dudes start shit when they're out with their old ladies, man. Because you're starting you're looking shit. looking at bro, my girl, like, bro? Like, yeah, yeah, she's hot as like, fuck. And this young lady doesn't even want any of that type of smoke. But what happens to her if you lose this fight, you fucking moron? <laughs> or, mm. or real, you, you, get, you get to carry her away. Exactly. <laughs> Club her over the head and bring her back to your cave. She gets fucking to carry one. you away. Or you, <laughs> you get to go to the police station and watch her get her rape kit filled. Because you didn't know how to keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Because there's some people who will take it there. So yep. um, here's the thing. I... I agree with everything that the panel is saying. Um, I will. I will interject with this. Uh, we are saying that it is always better to keep cooler head, to de-escalate, and to not fight. But there are, in my opinion, yeah. times when you should fight. No, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying yeah, to yeah. always walk away. I'm just saying, especially if you are someone who is trained to fight. Yeah. And knows you, how to brutally kill a man seventeen ways with bare hands. That's yeah, man. Yeah, you probably you shouldn't. Don't, 
you don't want to fight. You don't. I like. Why is he? See, like I don't. You know, I don't fucking want to fight. Who the um, fuck is this guy? Oh, what though? Um, oh, I get to see if I can fix that. I think one of the things yeah, that really uh, sucks is. That, oh, is there beef in the chat? No, no there's just, trolls in the chat. Damn, spoon's already bleeding over. Yeah. Yeah. Did we? Bre- I thought. I thought we might have talked about this, like, in somebody's other. Other, uh, I don't even stream. know how to get like the chat to shut off on that. Uh, I think how do you kick them, Mantis? I don't know. I haven't had to kick anyone yet. Uh, Derek, you think you might be host? I think I actually I, might be host. I, I give it back to you. Cool. I'm just gonna. Uh, uh, I just reported them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely do that. Are you from Spoon? You Random troll. <laughs> I mean, there'll always be trolls, right? Yeah. Speaking yeah. of fighting, if you if you see Aiden Kern in real life, strike him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is one of the times where where you should like <laughs> contemplate going to jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so you kicked you kicked him? How did you do that? You figured out how to do it? Yeah, I uh, uh you got to go like pick their name. Like I got to go to you and then hit the flag at the top right and then hit block and then when you go back to your stream, it should uh. You should block them out, and then eventually takes a second to to get them kicked out. But yeah, um, good work. You know, I, so anyway, so back to it. Yeah, I I agree with you, man. Is there are times that you definitely have to fight? I'm not. In fact, I honestly think everyone should take um, a martial, like any bit of martial art. It's not so that you know how to fight. It's the understanding of being to be able to self defend, like being in a, in a self defense course. Um, even just at that, like whether it's martial arts, boxing, self defense, just basic self defense. Um, you should take it because it gives you a little more insight into that world to prepare yourself for and to either have to make that decision to do that or because like being a learn how to take a punch. Gonna, first of all, how many, how right. many of those skinny gene wannabe thugs have ever actually taken a punch? Right. They roll well, 20 deep right now, because they the, can't fight. One of the craziest things I think in experiences in my life, speaking of just going through fighting was the first time I ever really got rocked by another human being. Oof. Like you, you don't, uh, if you never had that uh, happen to you, just be glad. It's it's coming at some point. Is it's almost unavoidable <laughs> at this point? No, white flash. Yeah, the, the white the, flash. The like you'll oh. be talking shit, and then all of a sudden your glass jaw gets shattered, and you are sitting there like, "What the fuck just happened?" You know, like you're looking around like, "Did, did somebody just hit me? Did he actually hit me?" And like you, you're not gonna, your body will not move. You're gonna be sitting there like, and then when your body does move, it's just complete flailing at that point. Because you're trying to defend yourself and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. If you do take self-defense, you will be ready for that. And if it does happen, your body will have, okay, I need to, these are the next few steps that I have to take to move forward. Yeah. You know, you know and so it's funny because this actually t- training in how to fight in martial arts and stuff has to do with our other items, self, self-discipline. Because yeah. there are so many things that learning a martial art, and that, you know, for people who don't realize this, yes, Western boxing, aka boxing, is a martial art, right? It is. It's any discipline you're learning. A lot of people associate with Asian martial arts, but no, it's a martial art. Mm-hmm. But all any you take any of those, you learn all sorts of things like confidence, how yep. to walk tall, discipline. Yep. It, yep. In my experience, learning all those years of Kung Fu made me discipline in so many ways. And this is so weird, guys. I accredit the fact that the first thing I do when I wake up is make my bed to Kung Fu. And mm. nothing else. 
What are you doing? Like moves and shit while you're like moving, like, no. folding your blanket. No, it's like it's that? just being disciplined. Oh, I, that's I, I had a oh, different. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the idea that sorry. you set a yeah, goal Jared, and you're like, I, I want, I want this ideal. You said making your bed to kung fu. I was like, he's fucking like blanket, floating fucking around with those like flying crane kick to get, yeah. to, to get the uh, fucking. It's a Chinese ballet or whatever. No, no, no. What a beast. I, <laughs> what a beast. I'm saying you set a goal for yourself and you reach it. And what it is is, although a lot of the, the belt system in martial arts, you know, in, in martial arts, the modern age is really a way to, to charge you more money. It's a way to upcharge. Um, it is a way to cr- create achievements that you're like, I want to reach this goal. And then when you achieve it, you see the glory of reaching goals. And so you can apply that to anything in your life. Yeah, cool I mean, it's, go ahead, Vic. Uh, I was I was just gonna say no. He's he's one hundred percent right. Um, when I I studied six years of boxing, uh, Western boxing. For those of you who also need the clarification, I don't. I never knew that he was really much more to that. But that just shows you how uncultured I am. I guess that in that aspect. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you know, like it's uh, it does build discipline. Like it 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 will teach you because you you have to build discipline to be efficient at any martial art for that matter. And, um, by doing so it, when you start applying discipline to one aspect of your life, you're going to naturally by habit, pick up the rest of it because it's so, so reassuring and everything like, you know, it, it's, you're going to feel, feel more confident. You're going to feel better. You're going to be like, man, this is kind of nice. And then you build a routine. And then next thing you know, you have your, your life put together and, or at least closer to being put together. However you want to see it. Uh, what was your, what was your quote there, Steve? Oh no, that that's a good point. It's like but Fight Club. The more you do something, boxing, kung fu, anything where you're actually getting, I think sparring is the thing that really comes with it. That really starts to show you who you are. It starts to it starts to chip away at self doubt, right? right? You're physically getting better, but you're going past the things that usually prevent you from being able to handle <laughs> these situations. You learn how to take a hit. You learn that most punches just feel like thuds, right? And it's not an actual painful sensation. Unless you're getting popped in the eye, the mouth, or the nose, or something like that, right. slowly you start to learn, like, hey, I can do this. And I think that's yeah. something that most young men and women, too, right? They need to learn the ability to go, like, I can do this. I can get up in the morning, go to my shit ass job, and get through this because the worst thing that's going to happen to me is I get paid for it. And you just got to learn how to walk through pain. Like, yeah, you got to learn to walk through uncomfortability. Unless you're Floyd Mayweather, then you don't. Once you become that good at boxing, who's going to tell you what to do with anything in your except life? Except when you, know? you ask I him, I could take him. Except <laughs> Honestly, what? Except when you ask him to read it. something, then you own his ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Like, you know what I'm you read Harry Potter to me, like, oh, man. Just if you think oh, if shit. you could take if you could take Floyd Mayweather, that means you'd have to have more stamina than that gentleman, that fucking asshole does, because he's literally the king of running people down and then being like. And then yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Even even if kicks were allowed, I don't think I could take them. Yeah, no, you. <laughs> you just need like, one good kick in. He's like 120 pounds. But he's the master of making uh, hits graze him. Like he, he, you never yeah. get a. No one ever gets a full hit on him, unless you start. He he's like a kung fu ballerina. He's floating around like t- crouching tiger, oh, like a butterfly, sting like a bee. <laughs> I never and like watching him. Is all shit. People say he's a master oh. of defense. He's a fucking turtle. Anybody who plays fighting games, he just turtles until you get worn down. That's it. Yes, absolutely. There's nothing yeah, impressive yeah, about him like, boxing. 
fucking hate it. It's called the Philly Shell, and it's throwing punches at some at the worst places to hit someone. Have you ever punched someone in the friggin' elbow by mistake? Do you oh, know what that feels like? That, that like, can't be good at all. Exactly. Yeah, I have. Like, I can only yeah. imagine that hurts. Like, that's oh like, my god, that's it's like punching somebody in the shoulder, like <laughs> exactly. right on the right on the top right. of like the right, bone, the, right where the collarbone meets. Yeah, and like, you punch them, and you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> so like I got I, I got bad boxers knuckles from just just jammed and everything. But I mean, on the back of the ship, we used to do brand knuckle boxing for pastimes. So, but see, even even that, right? Like, so I, I I look at people who've been in the military. I look at people who've done things that require like a high level of uh, self discipline, or it, it garners that. And when they come out, if you're able to apply that to day to day life, that's something that needs to be passed on to younger men. Like yeah. it's something that needs to be passed on. Like maybe you don't have to go to the military, but there is something to be said about getting up and keeping your space in order. Or at the very least, if you're not going to keep your space in order, the communal space should be in order. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it, it. Teaches you that in respect, respectful aspects of being around. Um, and you don't necessarily have to get that from the military. You can have people will say, "Oh, that's like military mentality." I mean, no, it's called like just being efficient within yourself, like having respect for the things around you and being able to like, you know, be like, okay, this is my spot. I need to make sure that like, I like my room is a fucking wreck. But when I live with my girlfriend, I had the whole house clean, you know, that's, that's because it was common space. Um, or I'd have like my half a room or if I had roommates, you know, it'd just be my room. I had my, my desk and stuff. If it wasn't, if it was like, and if my, in my, in my old apartment, my roommate, my uh, computer desk, which is usually a mess. Cause I've got work stuff all over on one side, gaming stuff on the other. And and I was starting to have MSM stuff, like just trying to get. Bye, Miss Hippie. Have a good night. Later, Hippie. Uh, see you later, Hippie. Uh, but if it was out in like common area, I would have the common courtesy to make sure it was clean. So in case they ever brought company over, they just were like, "Who the fuck shit is that? It looks like a fucking you know, trap." I just like I <laughs> learned after a while. I learned after a while that that just wasn't. Yeah, Byron. Um, wasn't. I just need to have that discipline. I think Derek, you have the quote, don't you? It's like. Uh, you should make your bed every day. Yes. Uh, I don't uh, have the quote. I lied. <laughs> well, it's, I think it was like, what? Make your bed every day. And that way it's it's the first task completed. But if you have a bad day, at least you got a badass bed to come home to. Yep. That's a good one. I mean, it's, that it's, is a good one. It's, it's honest. Like you have a shit day and you look at your bed after you just want to sleep. How nice is it to be like, fuck yeah. Everything is, looks like it's been pressed already. I mean, you don't even have to have it that bad. But I know I like press sheets. Yeah, but you know, all all the cleaning, not all the clean. Obviously, I cleaned before I was like into kung fu, but like all the like good cleaning I do, I it's weird. I learned from kung fu, and so it was just this attitude. It was like basically the idea was like, uh, you know, my master was trying to hone into this idea that like you change your attitude just about being disciplined. Yeah, and like you, as soon as you're done with your meal, you clean all your plates. Yep, and when you wake up in the morning, you do your di- you, you clean your bed. Make your bed. Boom. I mean, Derek, yeah, you, you gained some new discipline too, right? From getting up in the morning, going to the gym. Your Bro. your weight is like less than what you were at high school and I'm yeah, I am uh I'm I'm just about at playing weight. Uh the only thing I don't have from my varsity years of uh football is uh like I don't run these days. I do a lot of power things, power lifting. Uh, well uh, yeah. Like, well, lifting and uh, training in general, whether it's high volume or uh, high weight, but I, I'm, I'm in there a lot. I just, you know, I have, haven't done sprints in a long time. I pick uh, things up and I put them down. But like <laughs> the biggest, my, my biggest thing is like since 2017, I have 
learned how food actually works. And I have never been so disciplined in my life when it came to food. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fat, like 12 year old fat kid at my heart. Right. I'm, You're on the a inside. Fatty. You're a Mick fat. Like, I love at heart. I love cake. Well, not so much sweets these days. Like I love bacon. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I've, I love savory things. I will chow down, chow down on the best, uh, like calorie packed things. But I, I have over the course of what eight nine weeks now, I know how to train, uh, feed to train instead of just, you know, eating to lose weight. I know how to like nourish myself while I'm training because th- this was something that that was missing for me for. Um, like three or four years because I learned from 2017 I learned how to eat and I lost like 70 pounds but then I while training I was like you know there was there was times I was like is this an excuse to eat more calories or eat where the fuck I want I can work it off there is no diet that can defeat bad eating habits so if you don't eat well your training is just gonna go waste so yo you know I ate macaroni and cheese (laughs) at the box for lunch I regret everything. See, wait. What do you mean you ate it out the box? You didn't. You didn't, didn't no, water? you know, like the cheese. <laughs> he opened it up and he was No, like I make it and then you eat it and then afterwards I'm like, why did I just eat that? The Velveeta, like just the yeah, powdered the cheese. Dude. You ever seen? Yeah. No, you, I mean that one's pretty bad. But have you ever seen just like the the looks like rubber, yellow rubber coming out of those Velveeta? Like you oh, just squeeze yeah. them out and you're like, oh. So I like the powdered. Yeah, no, because because of that, that's disgusting. I like the powdered, and but what's funny is like it's like here's the powder makes the cheese, but put in like half a pound of butter or some shit. Like the, the amount of butter they want you to put in is ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie, God. I I this, I'm not trying to flex. I'm just I hate saying this because I had an amazing lunch. I had about an in, inch and a quarter ribeye, like perfectly seared at 140 degrees on my smokeless grill. It was nice. the best fucking lunch of all time, bro. And it was like I, I got it because uh, typically like ribeye is fucking twenty six ninety nine a pound. It was on sale for like like nine ten bucks a pound. I'm like, we haven't seen these prices since pre COVID for yeah. like ribeye. So I was like, yoink, let me get one of these and enjoy the shit. Wait, out of it. I thought I thought I thought food was more expensive now. It is, and it, it was on sale today. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm buying this today right now. Let's go. Oh, like a manager special, like. It wasn't even uh, typically those, uh, you know, once or twice a week, but this was a regular just sale. Like the manager special is the uh, three day old packed meat from fucking last Sunday or some shit. So uh, this was uh, packed today and it was on sale. So I was like, fuck it. I will enjoy ribeye today. Like quality like fucking meat. I had four hot dogs wrapped in a gluten uh, tortilla wrap with uh, gluten chips and a hell of a lot of mustard. And my kids watched me eat it, and I looked like a complete savage, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, that's called, assert, that's called asserting dominance in the household. <laughs> yeah. um, You're like, watch me eat it, children. Right. You're like, father, may we have some? <laughs> that's enough for all of us. <laughs> Did I tell you you can, you can speak? Speak when you're spoken to. Steve is like chowing down on all this food, and his kids are like, "What is that Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and Goofy scene where oh, we're like, just cutting the, the fucking the bread and the pea to like clear ass slices?" Oh Here's my Steve god! Here's Steve like, rah, 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 like fucking Cookie Monster, bro. 
my kids are the disciples of my wife. Like they eat so clean and they look at me and they're like, oh man, you are headed straight to the grave. Dude, your kids know this already? I didn't know this till literally like a few years ago. Like, damn, I thought I could, as long as I worked out, I could eat fucking Cheetos and popsicles all fucking day. Dude, they, the way these kids grew up now, man, I went to the cupboard today and this is why I wound up eating the four hot dogs with the gluten-free chips. and Because you're, you're the only one that has that's going to eat them. <laughs> I look at the cupboard and there's like organic gogurts, like the squeeze it ones. And then underneath that, there were little uh, organic biscuits, right? With uh, exactly 10 calories per serving. I go to the fridge, there's fresh grapes, strawberries, bananas on the counter. And all I'm looking for is some type of processed food in my house. <laughs> And I start sweating after that. <laughs> I just want something unhealthy. But it's, you're right. You got to change your eating habits. 100%, man. But, yo, should we finally hit up sexual discipline on our list? Oh, God. I don't even know, like, how to... How to what does that what mean? Exactly. What is that? You guys Why is this on the list? Now? No, I'm just saying, like, because I, I was going to ask, when we got to that, I was going to be like... uh <laughs> okay, so what is sexual discipline to you? Because what's sexual discipline to me is Vic I, getting fucking spanked the fuck up for being a bad boy <laughs> from his like lady yeah, dom. I mean, <laughs> I mean sexual well, let me start out by saying condoms are for sailors. Okay, that's point one. Well <laughs> that's not true because I've never used one. <laughs> what are those? says Vic. Well wait, man, before those? you go here, are you going like are you going clinical sexual health, like sexual hygiene? No, no. I was making a joke on that. We're obviously talking about no, no, when no, that, that, I'm like, there's a literal term, like sexual hygiene that talks about what like healthy sex is. Are we I'm, going- not, I'm not like a high school coach, so I don't have to teach sex ed. I'm not <laughs> teaching anyone sex ed. I don't know anything about. Yo, what I'm talking about is clearly sexual discipline. I I, I interpret it as. Are you banging all the time? Are you banging sluts? Are you banging sluts that are getting you in trouble? I'm con- is that <laughs> wait? Is that sexual discipline or sexual preference? Like, what preference? if you per what if you prefer a slutty hoe? Like you just what like you like off like the streets, like you paid for it, and that's the only Here's sex you get. Versus, I know you chase all, after think, like a unicorn, and like, you only what? sleep with unicorns. That's crazy. Like, like it's a figurative unicorn or like a real life unicorn. <laughs> Wait, where's the real life unicorn? I'm, like actually like a, a flying horse with the horn. That's Pegasus. No, not no, flies without wings, man. Pegasus are bitches because they need wings. <laughs> Unicorns do whatever the fuck they want. Because <laughs> they I mean uh, unicorn tears. Yeah. <laughs> get away they from just you don't and, gravity. They just can't <laughs> get away from you when you want to make coitus with them. Apparently they can't fly fast Be- enough. Because what I'm saying is if you have ever uh-huh. I, I, we're going to get a million ones in the chat. So uh, whatever. if you have ever found yourself grabbing your clothes and jumping out either the back door or back window r- and running off from a sexual situation because a certain person was coming home, you probably do not have sexual discipline or at the time didn't have sexual discipline. Yeah, jumping from a second story window and landing on the guy's car and then running was not a good idea. Yeah, I've run into a forest that same way. Like and I, this was Halloween and I, like I had to pick up my crazy costume and be like, wait, says, what? You're what? And then getting thrown I'm still trying to figure out what you guys mean by sexual discipline. Like trying to not have sex. Is that like? No, I don't. I don't think that's it. I think it's for me. What I think sexual discipline is is like you're out and about 
again, again, I, I list this one with taking the L. Like the sexual discipline is to like not and trigger warning for anyone there because I know you guys want this, but to like get rejected and you're like, Hello, I just I'm, I'm like lusting after this person, you know, and then you just follow them to their car and you know cause Bang away in inhumane acts of yeah. That to me, well, I think well, is, that's, is sexual discipline. You know, that's like, just being a baller. <laughs> no, that's called rape. Oh my goodness! It's not. No, a I didn't mean forcibly. I mean obviously consensually. Well, I mean if you're if that's what I'm saying, like if you don't if you don't take the L, I think to me that's what sexual. Oh, okay. Is. L. Okay, it's you're talking about to me. I think it's asking if that was misunderstood. I wasn't, I I was wasn't like, condoning I was like, anything. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'd like to reform the question to this: sexual discipline. I think let, let's let's ask it this way. Uh, you're in a relationship, but like your hot secretary coworker is like, I'm gonna suck your dick till the fucking brown comes off. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Vic. You're not. You're a white guy. Like, <laughs> never mind. Uh, but uh, but you're in My a committed relationship. <laughs> It is. I mean, I'll pull it out on camera right now. Turn the lights on. It's, That's right, guys. It You're here at Men Supporting Men. It is the darkest colored skin on my entire body. Yeah, yeah. It's so. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my. But that's the question. Yeah, men supporting I, I, men. You heard it here first. Sexual folks. discipline is also like uh, discipline of you know, uh, well, commitment. Uh, but let's put sure, let's, let's put it that way, right? Like, okay. So you know, here's what I'm saying. I believe sexual discipline is resisting. The open opportunity to have sex with people who you probably shouldn't have or are going to get you in trouble. Because your that. mind should know better. Like for right. instance, Cuomo, Governor Cuomo of New York, should have known better than to be hooking up with his entire staff. Well, that's more about boundaries, right? Because none well, of them the actually gave him the green light, right? Well, so the ones who are giving the green light are, are hushing up. They're keeping the secrets. It's the ones who rejected him are like, yo, he... He asked me to, blow, you know, blow him or whatever. Right? Okay, how do you how do you reject free sex, right knowing that the consequences <laughs> may not be in your favor? Right, it's the yeah. same thing in a relationship. Like, the consequences are not going to be in your favor. You cheat on your girl, right? Like, it's a thing. So, yeah. with that, to answer that question, uh, well, I guess how would we talk about it? Um, what was our first topic? Just <laughs> discipline, just, just, no, just discipline in general, right? Or yeah, con- yeah. Uh, emotional control, Sexual discipline and emotional. Yeah, how do, we've done so far? How it's to control insane. emotions? Then we have said when to fight. Then yeah. we did self-discipline, and now we're doing how to control your emotions is, is exactly this. How do you like, like, con- uh, control your heart, control your fucking boner? It's like, bro, relax. Yes. Put that thing away. Put the put the monster away and just fucking. There's Say no. There's to, plenty of fish in the sea. The secretary probably has fantastic jugs. Fan fucking so what I but you gotta getting, say no. You gotta say no. What I'm getting from the peanut gallery is that men supporting men are not very sexually disciplined. Okay, so I want to. No, we're talking about it right now. Discipline. We're talking about it right now. Let me let me pose the query to you guys. This might be more up uh, your alley. Uh, pause. So here's the thing: sexual discipline. Are you disciplined enough after going through a bad breakup with an unhealthy woman or you were the unhealthy party, but we all know these relationships come back like a boomerang and you've done months of therapy, learning boundaries. You're finally starting to get your life together. You're not calling her. You're not taking her text, but she hits you with that 2 a.m. morning text. Do you have enough discipline not to go back to the mousetrap? I got Absolutely. Was just put in that situation within fucking 12 hours ago. <laughs> there we go. I got a story. Wait, hold on. And. Are you going to tell us is, how that is, worked is, out? Is this is this about uh, somebody in their 
uh, their husband fixing your car again, or no, 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 okay. no not that. No, oh, no. No. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Dang. it seems like the way, way we're joking around, around. Here, <laughs> it, the way we're joking around, it almost uh, seems as if we. We don't know how to answer this to the youngins out there. We don't know how to tell because none of oh, us are sexually disciplined. Well, well, I, hold up. I, I do have sexual discipline, not all the time, but when I do, it's fucking fantastic. I'll tell you why. I, it's I, the discipline to be able to use it at, at, when it's, I think what you're saying. When you is, need it. Like, I think this is, yeah, this is, it's the time to have the discipline to be joking around enough discipline to be like, if all of a sudden she's like, yeah, come on, let's do it. And you're like, okay, hang on. Like, this was just joking. Like, stop. Like when Shani was around with Derek. And Derek was like, Shani, that's like, I was really drunk when we said, when, I, when we were just talking and flirting, like nothing's going to come of this. Sorry to air you out again, but like, that's just the best one I could think of. So out of all of us here, Derek has the most sexual discipline. I have a story. So uh, two girlfriends ago, uh, <laughs> broke up with uh, a girl because there was this, a, a, a thing that was not, there was no, there was no compromise to be met, no matter how, how many different ways I would throw a, a solution out she's like no my way or the highway i was like all right bitch i'm out and so uh we were living living together at her place and i was like all right fine i'm getting all my shit i'm fucking leaving so i did i did and uh i ended up leaving some shit behind and so we were actually cordial uh like the the next week after she's like hey i still have a box full of stuff uh do you want to come by and get it i was like yeah sure um i'm also making dinner all right mm. fine uh can you make your 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 famous uh, skin on seared salmon? I was like, if you buy the salmon, I'll fucking make dinner. I don't fucking care. I was go over there because she she actually she minored in um in culinary arts, so she she preps really good shit. So, anyways, we go there. I grab my shit. We have dinner. It was amazing. And then I'm I'm uh, I'm making my way out, and she's at the balcony of her uh, condo, and I parked right in front, and I put my shit away, open my door, and as I'm getting inside the car, I get a call. She goes, why don't you put your, uh, why don't you turn off the car and come back upstairs? And I was like, oh shit. I said, <clears throat> and I quote, I text back to her. I'm like, you can look, but you can't touch. And I fucking speed off in the V8. And I'm fucking out of there. It was amazing. It felt so liberating. I was like, no, bitch, you had your chance. Thanks for dinner. So wait, are you denying them the deck? I denied them or the vi- like the, she is literally vitamin D deficient to this day, bro. Like she got bad skin and everything. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I denied I'm her the saying... vitamin D. Okay, so I got a story for you. I got, was out with a girl on a date, and kind of this is where I think I I showed sexual discipline in a sense. Um, we both got really, I mean, really fucking drunk. Had to get an Uber back. Ended up giving the Uber the wrong address because we were so drunk, didn't even know how to get back to the fucking apartment. Got back. Love we it. both kind of started screwing around and, um, like, you know, nothing, no, no, like, you know, penetration or anything like that, but just kind of like, you know, filling each other up. And then um, something just kind of clicked and I was like, you know what? I was like, we are just too fucking drunk to do this. Yeah. And she was like, no, 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 it's okay. You're drunk and I'm drunk. We're at the same level. I'm like, nope. I was like, fuck no. And then I started sobering up real fast. And I'm like, no, we're not doing this. And she was like, come on, you know. And she was like trying to entice it. I'm like, absolutely not. And I fucking ended up calling another Uber and left. See, that's and, discipline right there. And I was like, no. And like, granted, I wanted to so bad. So bad, bro. It was, <laughs> it was bad. I feel you. I feel you. But 
I was like this. I, I just does. It's not. I can't. Not gonna lie, so, it's scary in those moments, especially in 2021 for a man. Yes, she's yeah. if she's drunk as yep. fuck and she doesn't remember her like enticing you and saying, "Oh, let's fucking get out, suck your dick till the brown comes off." None of that shit. Like if she go, she wakes up in the morning, like, "Oh my god, what are you doing in my bed?" Then you are fucked for life, my dude. That's when you pull out the disclaimer and then you pull out the breathalyzer and it's like, before you sign this, I need you to blow on this. No, not that. This <laughs> but then, and you can sign know. this. No. Stand so back up. Stand back up. Point, <laughs> she was right? ready. I'll blow. Like, oh. <laughs> no, I you need to I sign had this piece of paper. Discipline when I was able to start turning away from the women that were causing me or I was allowing to cause me the most danger in my life. And that's why I use that ex-girlfriend scenario. Like I got tired. I got tired of messing around with that same chick over and over again in a different body because I wanted to get laid. And you just get to this place, I think, where where I got to. I was just like, no, I'm not coming over. I'm not doing that. I'm not going back to this place and going back and forth with you because you don't give a fuck about me. I'd rather stay home, drink the champagne of victory and jack off and be back in this scenario for another six months. And that's where I think you start to mature as a male. Where it's like, it's not worth it, bro. Just no, stay I'm away from that. Yeah, I think that's that's another aspect of sexual discipline that I can agree with. I think it's being able to be like, to really just know that your dick doesn't belong in everything, whether you like to think that or not, and you should treat it with more respect in a sense. That's how somebody once told me. They're like, don't just stick your shit in whatever, whatever comes easiest. Like, Make sure that it's worth the time that you're putting in, even if it's just a quick fuck, you know. Rip that thing off and kick it around and treat it the way you've been treating it. It's it's like it's useless to you if you keep going to the same hole. Public friend says your body is a temple. Well, my body is a tent. (laughs) Public friend also said that they were celibate, and I fell for it for a second. Yeah, I was sitting there just reading (laughs) chat, and I'm like, okay. I was like, how do I respond to this? I want to be like, oh, it's cool. And then I'm like, Okay, which if you are celibate, whatever, that's your preference. I like to just take I like to take the car out for a spin before I buy it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm married. That's like the same thing as being celibate. Wait, what? <laughs> I think that's what Lane said. The well. same hole. Wait, what? Sorry. <laughs> Public friend says my body is a piece of meat and I like it like that. <laughs> I'm I'm on um, keto. I can only eat meat. So what's up? <laughs> I'm not trying to diss anyone who's celibate, but I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. Um, good Save, luck with that. Saving myself for wait. You so know. you're not you're not saving yourself for marriage, Mantis? <laughs> uh, I, I, if if you want to, yo, if you want to hear like a true like garbagey confession, I was saving myself for marriage, and then when I went to college, like within a week of going to college, that was over. All this puss. Hey! <laughs> Mantis is like in his room and he's like, I'm going to save myself from marriage. And like, oh, I want to introduce you to my roommate. And she's just naked. And he's like, nah, it's fine. I'll, it I'll, just, just, yeah. I'll go to confession. I'll get be forgiven. Yeah, and I was being a cheesy. Undressed and you're like, fuck. I was a cheesy Christian. I was like, I'm saving myself from marriage. And then, and Laney then, uh, goes, trust me, I do not want to be celibate. Oh, I trust you, Laney. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Oh, she, earlier she said, I'm celibate because I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love oh the, the, that consistent joke that every married person makes that they don't get any. <laughs> Can't wait well, to be married. 
Can't wait to see. <laughs> I'm too tired. So here's the thing birthday. about marriage, right? And, uh, marriage sex, right? It starts to become less and less like a wild tornado, tornado and becomes like a rocking earthquake. So when it does happen, it's epic. But, you know, life starts to get in the way. You know, it's hard to get in the mood right after talking about taxes and bills and shit like that. And fucking Derek's over there hard as a rock. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. But I, whenever I hang out with dirty to me, whenever I hang out with my single friends and I watch, not all of them, some of them, when I watch them go through the motions, I'm like, God damn, you look like one sad, lonely motherfucker, man. Like, damn. stop showing me these these IG pictures of these girls. You know, I don't want to be on the prowl anymore. I'm I'm happy where I'm at. It, it's I'm in my little cave, and it's good. Sure. Man. And you strangle a chicken every night because your wife has something against chickens. <laughs> I strangle chickens because they're ungodly creatures. That's why I strangle chickens. I beat monkeys sure. because, well, you know, that's just what I'm into. I think we've <laughs> alienated the world of Green Room far enough with our sexual discipline. Remember, guys, if you can find out how to be sexually disciplined, do it and then uh, write us back because I don't We're think we're still trying to figure have. that shit out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll but, do uh, a part two of this when we have we have some more answers here. Um, I, no, but you're picking up on learn energy, how to say guys. no when the consequences of sexual actions are not going to be in your favor. Just it's not or, worth it, my dude. Yeah, or as like Steve put it, like no, no, it's a, it's a, I guess it's the same thing. Now that I think about it, never mind. It's the same so thing I said. So our next item on the list is picking up on energy. What does that mean exactly? Are we talking well, about like some new age energy type shit like crystals or are you like, talking about social cues? Oh, well, I meant, like, instance, oh you're, me, you're giving a fucking a purple vibe right now. You know what I'm saying? Like that <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you're, you're no, like so no, green. It's black so and green. green. Yeah. Your aura is black and green. Um, so you're like, what the fuck? I think, I think what does me, that mean, I think, bro? Needs, I think it should be, I think it should be reworded to like learn to read the room and situational like and, and just 360 sure. awareness of yourself. Yeah. I think that's honestly what it should be. Is and it's not necessarily picking up on energy. It's being oh, having self awareness as well as 360 awareness. What's situational. going on around you? Well, yeah. also, I, I I'm gonna also apply this to to the um, to to about the guys who who strike out with the ladies. And so the way I immediately read that was how many dudes are like, I want to get with this girl, and they're so sure the girl wants them. And then, and then they get butt hurt when they get rejected, and they didn't pick up on all these cues that the girl was like, "Nah, bro, I'm I'm not into you." That's true. Or guys don't pick up on the energy that you're about to step into a situation with a succubus. And though I'm here for you, as of that, that's an energy like you got to pick up on those social cues. Why too. are you looking at me as you speak? <laughs> I see I'm you looking at- right at my cube, <laughs> my Discord I'm- cube. <laughs> like I'm looking at. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> that means he's looking at all of us, Mantis. If he looks in the camera, uh, there's all of us. I oh, think it's I that, uh, what is it? That, uh, I know what he's doing. Guilty <laughs> conscience, <laughs> perhaps. I'm pretty sure it's a guilty conscience. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mantis, a guilty conscience. I was actually agreeing with you for, for the first time ever. Like, yes, you got to know how to say no and not be that creepy guy, but also pick up on, a, you know, pick on those social cues <laughs> that she's given off to you. If she talks to you and then turns around and talks to a guy, another guy and does the exact same thing, it's probably yeah. not. It's probably not for you, bro. Problem. <laughs> Legit. Because, if you know, you're the dark, the dark, the dark one that I speak of is like I, I tell everyone that on our first date we were waiting for the movie to start and we were at a mall and we went around to different stores and we went to five different stores and she shoplifted from every single one of them. And this is on our first date. And then oh. I was like, 
You still got yeah, let's have a second date. What a <laughs> kleptomaniac. <laughs> I'm just saying, if she if she is calling everyone around her like zaddy, like it's probably not. What the fuck is zaddy? It's just <laughs> it's the next level of daddy. It's sexual daddy, <laughs> zaddy. I fucking hate this generation. I'm telling, so, it's oh, fucking yeah. hilarious though. So I think it's 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 top notch. It's, it's funny, but like if you're not the only one she's calling that, like, bruh, red flag, red fucking flag. It is yeah. not. It is not six flags. Yes, what supposed up? To, what supposed to be there? What's up, Jess? Like, um, and this is old lady. You know it. Either man, it's like picking up on it, like the social cues of the type of people you surround yourself with. I think that was one of the barriers I had to learn a long time ago was. Not everyone that you hang with has your best interest in just watching oh, behaviors. That's how people get learning, used, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're just, hanging out with shady like people and you you don't realize it because they smoke you up every time. Or if you if you're afraid <laughs> you looking at my cube, man. Just what the fuck? Or if you uh or if you're, you know, in a bad in a bad neighborhood or you're going out to bars that's known to be bad and with fights and stuff, and then you're like, Oh, I'm scared to walk home. Or I'm scared to walk to my car. Or maybe you know, maybe you should stop going to those shithole spots. That like, it's cool to go to dive bars, but if you're going to a true dive bar, you're probably gonna get mugged at some point. Like that's just yeah, how I, dive bars go. Like that's that's. Yep. I'm a all, I used to live out of dive bars, and that was like I had, I got mugged like one, at least every other time where I'd be in a fight or I end up it just it just never worked out well. If you're in a situation, you're right, get the fuck out of there. And yep. you're right about like in a fighting situation. That it's about situational awareness, this this type of picking up on energy, right? That you got to know who's like, who's watching you, who gives you a shady look. Um, I I know I know I like uh, bring up Sopranos a lot. Um, there's a great one where um, he's uh, like uh, Tony goes and he visits an old Don who was in jail, and he asks the Don, he's like, "How'd you go to jail?" And he's, like, "How'd you get caught?" And he's like. So and so flipped ratted on me, and he's like, and I should have realized I knew that it was him in the beginning. Is like, why? He's like, he never laughed at my jokes. And then Tony's like, well, you weren't funny. I remember you. You weren't funny when you were out of jail. And he's like, no, but I'm the Godfather. They're supposed to laugh out of respect. You pet, you watch. And he's like, you scan the room. The guy who doesn't laugh at your jokes, that's the that's your Judas. And then later on in the in the series, that becomes true. One. That he's like scanning the room and he sees one guy just has like just stares at him when he makes stupid jokes, but everyone's laughing out of respect for the Godfather, and so like that's the kind of thing you gotta like sense. Like who isn't laughing at your jokes? They're the person who's gonna uh, backstab you, basically. All right, so then I just figured out later earlier today that Derek is not always laughing at my jokes. So Derek's about a fifty-fifty. Derek, why play the game, man? That's right. <laughs> no, but I mean that's that's that self awareness thing, man. Like I can't tell you how many times, and because of the th- like, even because of being when when I was as a POW that I that I learned how to really hone that self awareness down, um, and that skill has gotten me farther than a lot of other ones have uh, that I've learned uh, in life. Is just knowing it's I guess if you want to say picking up on energy or you know learning to read the room and then reading reading people's actions people are tend to do like will tend to if they if they're lying their body will give it away if they um are if they've got malice intent you will see signs of it um but unfortunately the only way that like for me to be able to tell people because i can't be like oh yeah you know the right eye will twitch at a certain rate and this and like 
No, I just pick these things up because I'm so attention to detail because of the survival tactics I had to, I had to develop, you know, like I had to develop all that self, self awareness to survive, uh, from day in and day out. But also we could taught that in the military and to an extent. And the only best way to really learn the survival tactics is, is sometimes is to be in the situation or play Texas. Hold them, pick up on reads real well. Yeah. I think everyone should learn motivational interviewing. It's something they teach people in business school and also in psych one, where you basically ask questions over and over again, the same question, and then ask that person that question and see how the answer varies and then watch their behaviors and match it up. And it's something that you should practice on yourself. It's being aware of what you're inviting into your life is paramount. And oh, that's one of the things I would teach all my, like all three of my sons. And it's not just from dark, women you're breaking up for me can you guys hear him yeah he's breaking up for me as well hello okay yeah, okay. yeah we, you were just breaking up can you start he, again I'm he, might, he might have got a little discord lag there tell the kids yeah, to I stop forget. streaming while you're on air bro like it's my hey, air time right now make them work in the field make them work the field screaming voices like give me the fucking tablet you lose but <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is it's like just learning learning those things like Derek, uh, I'm sorry, Vic was talking about learning that in the military, but I think that when you maneuver through life, believe what you see and learn that lesson, right? And I think that was one of the things mm-hmm. that I needed to learn. I went to a place where I had to pick up on social cues really quickly, right? And things would pop off and then they would just go back to normal as quick. But over, over time, I started to notice when those things were going to happen, right? I would notice that weird guy walking in an area of this place where he shouldn't be or when another person from the other side was walking in an area where they shouldn't be. So when I returned back to normalized society, I still see those same behaviors in people and it's the same thing I, I would want to teach my sons is just watch people yep. and they will eventually show you who they are. Now, Mantis is a loud, boisterous, conservative, tell you how he thinks, always in my business, screaming at me, turning on me socially every chance he can get. But you know what's consistent about him? He's been my boy since we were 20. And of all the times I've gotten into a fight, you know who's never hesitated to either pull me out of the fight or throw a punch? Mantis. And that's why he's the only one I still talk to to this day. And it's like, you gotta watch the people you're with. And they'll show you who they are eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like They, right. they definitely will. And we had a friend, we used to, we used to fuck with a friend who wasn't like that. And he turned out to be like a treacherous asshole, right? Yeah. Like the type of person, like, so I take it this way. Like if me, you, Derek and Vic go out, right. And Vic brings his girlfriend and Vic steps away for a second. You would want to be comfortable enough to know that as soon as you step away, it's not like, hey, what's going on? You know, Vic. <laughs> what's going on, baby? The kind of girls I date would probably just turn around and beat your ass right afterwards. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, involve, like, yourself that's, that's people, not... <laughs> involve yourself with people that do that, but I don't think people look out for that type of stuff. And that's why you see weirdos in these weird situations, man. It's... Or you see people who, who, who hold victim mentality. It's like you're in a bad place. Like if you're living in a bad neighborhood and you have to rely on public transportation and you are scared out of your mind, you have the availability to change, like to move somewhere else. There's family, there's friends, 
you can go. I mean, there's all these types of programs. It doesn't matter. There's a way to get out of that situation and, and at least into something better. Yep. You know, yep. Um, or to better the situation in general, you know, carry a weapon with you if you have to uh, go through self-defense classes. Like there's that discipline to, to know that and that, that awareness that you have to have. Like I, every, someone's in the chat's going to freak out as soon as I say this, but if you're, there's probably me saying that it's going to have somebody be like, Oh, well, some people just can't get out of the situations. That's horse shit. You're a human being with enough intelligence to get out of any situation. You just have to want that more than what you, than anything else that you're at. Yeah. There's some people who just focus on the negative and I hear what you're saying. A lot of times I'm like, well, if you don't oh. like that about yourself or your situation, change it or take, at least take a step to changing it. Cause you yeah. don't have to change it overnight, but like you can take steps to changing it. Right. And you got to hate your job. Look for other jobs. Right. Avoid the crab bucket. Like, look at 50 Cent, man. Like, people gave him shit because he bought Mike Tyson's uh, mansion back in the day. And he was like, I'm out of Queens. I'll never come back to Jamaica, Queens, unless it's to visit my grandmother. But there's a reason he did that. And you can't feel ashamed for changing your situation. You just got to recognize where you're coming from and where you want to go. I moved upstate. I go down to where my mom lives every once in a while. And I see some of the old, or what should I call them? Uh, the old gang, if you the will. Old- oh, God. <laughs> The Black Cloud Gang. <laughs> and every once in a while, like, and it's like, there's a quick dap and a handshake. And it's like, oh, man, you're doing so good. And I'm like, and I'm going to keep doing good. And I'm going to get in my car and leave now. And I'm not going to come back <laughs> until it's time to see my mother again. Because it's, there's no it, point. It, he means real gang, by the way. <laughs> like, not just a Black Cloud Gang. He means a real gang. No, no. You motherfucker. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, had a, we had a guy that we have disowned from our inner circle like my sandbox boys so my brother and i and our like three or four closest friends we disowned this one dude because of like quite a few offenses one of which was uh i wasn't there but i like three of our buddies and the black sheep we'll call them the black sheep uh they were all out downtown just at a bar when somebody like, I guess one of our guys was looking at him wrong or thought was looking at him wrong, threw a cue ball from a pool table straight out our mm-hmm. buddy's neck, almost fucking killed him. Oh, God. And so then it erupted a fucking bar fight. Now, the black sheep doesn't fight. I mean, it's fine. You're a frail fucking man. He, he, he's also like a man feminist. Like, oh, he's a man. Why are you hanging out with him in the first place? He became that way. Like he, he has literal like no masculinity about him. Anyways, so wait, is he? Is he? Is he like a? Well, we asked him. Misandrist? I don't know. He's just all right. He's just not one of the boys anymore. Fuck that. So all they did was, bro, we just need you to hold our coats, man. Like you don't have to. You don't have to fight. We're gonna go fight. You need to hold our sh- our wallets, our keys, all that, all our shit's in there. Just hold yeah, our yeah. coats. Yeah. The fool skipped out of town, got a ca- cab back to his own house, left all their shit in front of like the club, and just just left. A- at least bring all your shit with, like all of their Jesus shit with, like Christ. wallets, keys, ID, like all that shit was just lost, gone. You couldn't trust okay, him to okay. do this, the simple thing. Was he that guy also that kept saying he had your back by any chance? Was he? That He's like, loud? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. I, I can't fight, but you know, I, I'll stay back here. And he fucking left. But why can't he fight? I don't understand. He just—he's not—he's a fucking beta. Bro, just take the ass whooping with me. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't expect you to be Superman, right? I don't expect you guys. To, if there's 50 of them and it's like we're cornered, I'm not expecting you to fucking. We're not laying these dudes down. Sometimes you just gotta accept reality. I'd but never leave my boys alone. Like no way. Like if it's, it's 20 to one, at least he's not getting fucking gang banged by himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So. That's right. I mean, that's 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 the thing too. Like, and that maybe that should be on the fucking list. Do not leave your boys high. You, and just, dry. you can't. Can you imagine how lonely it would be? When your 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 boy's like shit, these four guys are about to jump me. We're probably gonna mm-hmm. lose. But if he looks at you and he sees you turn your back, that's more hurt, hurtful than anything those four dudes will do to him. Right, absolutely. More fucking torturous than because that'll be burned in his mind. Like my my bro just fucking like they left me in a time where I I needed somebody. You know, that's oh man, and that's why we don't just talk to that motherfucker anymore. So, so yeah. I- I had that situation, man. I, I, we were, it was a bunch of us and we were coming out of a bar. Uh, I think we were in, like, I think we were in Bermuda or something like a real shithole town, which most ports, I don't know if you guys don't know this, most ports, like if you go to any, be any beautiful city you can think of and then go to the port and you'll see where the slums are at. Mm. It's, it's just it's just how it is. It's all factory yes. driven and like broke down buildings, and it's usually where some of the cheapest liquor is, and it's the closest one to the port. But anyway, we were coming out, and me and this buddy of mine were coming out, and these three guys jumped us, and he took off and ran. Oh, fuck. And I I think I had like I had broken I, I had a ton of broken bones and stuff, mm. and had to crawl back <laughs> to a payphone. To be able to pay for for a uh, car ride because I was like calling him and he wouldn't answer. Wow! And uh, I got back to the ship and I when, I when I was finally better, he was like, "Dude, I'm sorry, I I really never been in a fight before." And I said, "Okay, we can fix that." And I beat the shit out. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Don't you ever leave me?" I said, "You take Yo. this fucking loss with me." God damn it! Wow. But also, why are people? Why are there so many people who are so scared to get in a fight? Honestly, that earlier they never took a hit before. So why it's the adults. It's the adults. Think. It's not as bad as you think. You know what I'm saying? Adults that have never been in a fight a will always. They're fucking. Because I grew up fighting. I had a one. I had a twin brother. We fought about fucking everything. Two, uh, fighting in middle school is the fucking worst because you fight over fucking anything in middle school. You, you fight right. over fucking. Autobots versus Decepticons kind of you know, shit. You know what usually, I'm saying? And that's usually just a slap fest <laughs> because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Middle school you is basically prison for kids. That's why. It is legit prison for kids. Little fucking yeah. animals. God damn it. Yeah, can I pose a thought problem to you guys? Because I feel like this would be good to have on the record so we can debunk some uh, feminist theory that might come our way because it sounds like we're just talking about being masculine and fighting. Imagine we're talking about the same thing, like looking out for your homeboy. But what if homeboys looked out for their boys when he sees his... Like, if I see Mantis walking off and he's shit-faced with a girl that's shit-faced, my response is not going to be, do it, bro. I'm like, yo, get in the car, son. You're not well, I've done anywhere. that. I've cock-blocked. I've been like, absolutely yeah, not. not. Let's go. Wait, I'm go. confused. Wait, what? So, all right, so here's... So we're all out, and Mantis is picked. gets It starts getting hit on by this, like... Probably a prostitute, but we're not going to... No one really knows. Oh, well, I thought they're both... I thought Steve said if they're both drunk... That's yeah, true. they're both they're both fucking drunk, and man, it's like, bro, I'm gonna go home with her. And we and we're like, no, and we're like, come on, man. He's like, and he's like, nah, fuck you guys. And like to the point where he's getting mad, I'd still be like, you're gonna thank me later, motherfucker. I'm either gonna knock your ass out, and we're going back to the car, or you're coming with me. 
You're not gonna, li- gonna let him live out the Beyonce drunken love fucking fantasy. No, because if he gets fucking herpes, he's gonna look at all of us and go, "Fuck all of you guys." Now I'm now I've got this fucking problem. I've been there. That's the problem. Is I've been in that situation. Or I let, I let, I let Vic go, still has that itch to this day. Oh, wait, you let him go. You Nobody him you fucking go. said no to Vic. That's guy, why I let this guy go after a strip club in Amsterdam, and uh, he ended up contracting AIDS. See? And he oh, Jesus blamed Christ. he blamed all of us for it, and he was right because because all of us were sitting there being like, "No, nah, he really shouldn't go," but we were so fucking drunk with him, we we're like, "Ah, you know, whatever, dirty sailor." And that's one of my actually one of my biggest regrets is that. I may have cost I, if I could have stepped in the way, then I probably would have. But I mean, that's a serious factor. But I mean, that that could have happened. That could happen to you, Mandis, if that was the situation. Or I, she could be she could fucking mug you like most strippers do when they take you home. So, yo, I was saved that one night at you know fraternity days. I go to the bar. I'm apparently jumping around, having a good old time. Don't know what's going on. Wake up on an apartment floor of my fraternity brother Ezra Miller. God bless him. And, and, you know, he's from Harlem. He's a tough dude. He's just like, yo, be. So you're, you're saying this is death to hookup culture? Four. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Like, you have another friend from Harlem? What the yes. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and so guess what? Guess what he discovered? And I'm sorry. This is going to come off as, as fat shaming. But basically, Here we go. I was going to go home with a very big girl. And he tried to save me, and I told him to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Big women need so love, too, my dude. He apparently insisted, and he insisted, and he took me, like, physically dragged me away and brought me home. But it's true. I don't even remember who this person was. I don't even remember what this person looked like. Oh, and shit. That's, so he, that's what I'm saying. You were fucked up, He did up, a good thing saving me. I was, I was totally gone. I was completely gone. I'd do the same thing to any of you guys. If we were all out, and see, it doesn't matter what she looked like. If you were really okay. drunk and, and I didn't and I didn't and I didn't feel I was like uh, I agree with that, that. You wouldn't you wouldn't let your boy take home a trophy, bro? Yo, so it, I like think yo, a, a nine and a half comes around and you'd be like, no. Like, this Derek, is fascinating. Are we we're judging it based on the looks, right? If they're good looking, you let them no, go. It could be anything. Like if we've been I'd sitting there hanging like, out bro. and you're show and and you're showing interest to that person, I'd probably be watching that person to see any actions that they do, see if they can read them out, see what their habits are do, what they're doing in the bar, if they're talking to other dudes, if she's going to like some payphone, if she's this and that. And then she's like, dude, I'm taking her home. We're going back to her place. And I was, and she seems like she's just another person at the bar having a good time. I might, you know, be like, all right. And then kind of, fall, I might be like, just watch you guys walk away and be like, just call me if you need anything, you know? But if this bitch is like disappearing and acting shady as fuck, you're not going. I'm cock blocking you. That's an executive just executive order and you can fight me in the parking lot that's fine yeah and so ezra might have been fun making jokes being like yo you didn't want to hook up with this girl trust me <laughs> um but or he could have just been looking out for me because i was wasted you know what yeah. i'm saying but i would i i i'm thinking about it i'm analyzing it i don't think it should matter even even if Scarlett Johansson came down and was like, I wouldn't I'm take listen to any uh, any of you fuckers. I, mean, like, I will disown like, every single one of you for fucking Scarlett Johansson. If you were wasted, I would not let you go. I don't know what she's going to We do. all know Scarlett Johansson has herpes. We all know it, but I would bang the shit out of her in a heartbeat. Like, Derek, what's that cold sore? What happened? What? Don't. Uh, it was more yeah, like. Sip one on the side of <laughs> like, why is it no, on your face? Was, <laughs> it's the mark of a black widow. Right there. <laughs> I my got it. was more, it's not about their physical look, but like, if it's you're not. out, if we're all out and you're talking to a chick who was just 20 minutes ago crying 
and who just was down in the dumps and she's talking to her friends about how badly she be treated she's been treated by her boyfriend no i'm not letting you go home with her son right 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 and you know why i'm not gonna let that happen is because once her beer goggles wear off and her use of you as a mechanism to deal with whatever trauma she's going through i'm worried about what's going to come out on the other side now you can punch me in my stomach you can get mad at me but sometimes you just got to make the best decision for your friend and i think that's something that i would throw in the feminist face like when they say why don't men do anything try to but sometimes your boy gets drunk and he's a lot stronger than he looks you know it oh takes yeah time. beer muscles beer muscles is, is a real thing so are you saying like the 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 guys that you are around you don't allow them to like participate in hookup culture no if they're wasted if they cannot make a decision basically. oh if you're yeah, stumbling that, out of the bar and you're like i'm gonna go yeah your eyes are all crossed and fucked up it's I'm the same like, the way no. girlfriends should do it to her their yeah. girls Right. Yeah, we should learn from the sister code. Like, right? Okay, they school, wouldn't. They wouldn't let a bully, okay. slurry girl go okay. go home with me. I, I thought it was I like let me go any at any time. You wouldn't no, let your boy no, no, choose no, no, a girl no, no, at the no, bar. No, it's no, when they're no, inebriated no, and can't fucking walk straight. You, yeah. You, yeah. If you're so, making poor the, decisions, the other person right. making poor decisions. If they like, can't drive home, they're not taking a girl home, right? Right. Yeah. I get that. Right. If you're not gonna let them drive because they're too fucked up, you're gonna save their life. Same thing, you save them from a really nasty snatch, right? Like, I got it. It's dangerous shit. Or, or a charge. Or, or a charge. Or a charge, yeah. Charge, right. Charge. Yeah, don't forget that Oh, one. absolutely. Like catch snatch. a fucking if, case. If, you're, yeah. if you look at the girl, around I, would, I would ID her. Don't let him leave with her. Yeah, I was dancing around it, but I remember going to the bar with Mantis in this college town. And I remember, actually, we had a friend where we just had to talk to him. And I'm like, bro. You're not going anywhere with this chick. Like, not happening. Not today. You'll stay a free man if I have anything to do with it. And I think that's one of the things we could do in situational awareness, man. Just, hey, guys, listen to me. I'm talking to you on the replay. Hold She's up. crying in the corner. Leave her in the corner to cry. We used to have, we used to have a saying like that on the ship. You go to bars or strip clubs, leave them where you find them. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Lainey says, listen... If you can't drive, I'm going to walk home with that D. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mississippi says, I, I think trophy is a 1950s term. Wait, Vic, you said, I don't know. The trophy thing doesn't make sense. What do you mean? Like you, like an incredibly attractive girl that I would mean, be otherwise. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't, if your boy is like, if you know your boy, and let's say all of a sudden, this girl that's incredibly out of his league. Maybe your boy is like literally an ugly ass motherfucker, but he caught the attention of a legit nine and a half. Like, I don't know if I'd have the heart to tell him no. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, if he was if he was fuck like fucking trashed, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I'd be like, right. Or if she was really fucking, if she was really yeah. trashed, I'd be like, I'd probably grab him. That's what I mean by like, trophy, like like the the, the, the one Charlie girl Cole. that's like, damn, saying, okay. the baddest girl at the gym. Saying. Right or the better girl, the club. Before, like I don't fucking believe in like one through ten. Like it's Bro, a funny system to use, but it's I mean, a, I, it's I, a simple I, rating. Whether like it's it's a comparison. Like it, it's it's yeah. it's Wait, for everybody. Mind. But like there there are girls that are you are more attracted to or less attracted to, and using numbers is a scale to like rate more like how how much more much less you're attracted to said girl. That's why there's no. Yeah, so right. wait, hold on. I want to clarify something because I see people in the chat, and they're as confused as I was at the beginning. 
because I had asked, I was like, it, is looks a factor? If someone's like gorgeous, yeah. you let it happen. But and so Jess and a bunch of people are like, is that the factor? That's not the factor. We're not at. It's not we, just. We, the we only moved factor. on to a different type of conversation about looks. Um, but yeah. no, if our fr- the point is, if you're a man, if you're a woman, no matter what it is, if you have a friend who is wasted, they do right. not look like they make clear decisions. Or the you person that they're home. taking home is wasted. Right. Also, just oh, oh, the person they're with is wasted. You stop that. Put an end yeah. to it. Yeah, just be a homie. Be like, listen, dude, like get her number and set it up for another time. That'd probably be all right. But somebody once told yeah, me, like, I'd never fuck a girl, or I, yeah, if, uh, yeah but I don't want a trophy. That was a I don't spot. want. I don't want somebody. My buddy said he said I, I never want somebody who doesn't want me sober. Something like that. I was like, huh, right, interesting. Yeah. Why is everybody offended I, by trophies? Like, I did I did I say something wrong? No, well, no, it's, no, it's objectifying women, but but they don't realize that women sometimes use that term about us too. I'm a trophy. Mad uh, bitch, bitches <laughs> want to put me on their shelf. <laughs> I, th- I think there's sometimes going to be a, you know what? No, let's, let me spare us from that. Cause I was about to go into a different thing. Protect your boys. When you go out, man, like I'm not and, saying and for girls, check your girls. You, the, like don't cock block, but there's social cues we can pick up on. I think yeah. sometimes like it wouldn't it be nice to, to reverse that on the women one day, like Vic's a good looking guy. And this chick thinks she's about to bag Vic up. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Vic's been drinking all night. He's got work tomorrow. Formation. Cock block unite and we just drag Vic out that wouldn't be equality in its truest form I may not think that right off the bat just just but <laughs> just just because I'm you know I anyway it may depend on the situation but in case that doesn't happen just make sure someone with a very large vehicle is close by to stop me because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta drive a tank into him to put him down what was the last uh what do we have left on your list oh yeah fuck I forgot about the list <laughs> Yeah, I mean, none of the, a lot of them aren't great to conversation topics, but um, I, I want to finish with enforce your will on the world. Cause, yeah, because we've we've talked about accept what you can't change. Essentially, that's take the L. Like, yeah, and like other aspects of that, not just like or, or just train harder and win next time. Out of control, right? Also, there's also you know when to let things go. Uh, we talked about that. So going down the list for those of you excuse me, who haven't, haven't joined. So we had how to control your emotions or learning how to take the L, um, self-discipline, when to fight, when to let things go. Again, that kind of tops back to the whole emotions thing. Um, sexual discipline, a bunch of us still trying to figure that out. So if anybody wants to send it to uh, to the MSN, that is uh, where we're getting a new email, but the current email is spoon.msm at gmail.com. So please send us what you think the sexual discipline is um, for part two. Picking up on energy, again, that was kind of more of awareness, self-awareness and uh, situational awareness. Um, being unfazed, we did talk about that um, a little bit. I kind of wanted to talk about that here. Uh, and we can do that with, with enforcing your will on the world. That's kind of, I can, I can really link the two of those together. And what we, it was what you can't change in laser-like focus is the uh, last things on the list. But essentially being unfazed and enforcing your will on the world Um it's not like going to take over the world, although if that's your thing, have at it. Um, what do we plan on doing today, Pinky? Same thing we do every day. You know, so that's, you have to be unfazed by things. And it's not necessarily being like shutting your emotions off, but it goes back to that control of your emotions, um, when and when not to fight, um, having that unfazed 
like knowing what your goal is and what that will is like what your why is in life to do things like why are you doing this you know and if you don't know that keep asking yourself why eventually your brain will give you the answer down to like the principal core because i just want to be better i hate where i'm at or i hate who i am or i i don't like the situation you're gonna get down to the why 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 and all of a sudden I mean, That's for me, why. I only know the, the 25 letters of the alphabet, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh, he's got That's jokes. A joke, but executed excellently, <laughs> if I may yeah. say. Um, so, what, so, guys, in your opinion, what is enforcing your will on the world? I got, like I said, I think my will is to, or what, what would be that in an example, is making my mark. Um, being the best human being I can be, uh, being as a respectable man, as a respectable person in society, um, achieving my own goals, which is way, way more like having my goals, knowing where I want to be at, moving forward in that. And that's how I'm going to leave my mark is by doing what I know is going to bring me happiness and not letting anyone phase me along the way or not let anyone stop me from doing that, so to speak. Um, that's my will. And that's where I'm going to like, whether it's, in, it's, you know, I have different aspects in health, in uh, financials in my career in my you know uh relationships with friends and my love interests and which are non-existent uh <clears throat> you know uh <laughs> but no i'm a very ambitious person so that's my that's to me that's what enforcing my will on the world is um life is what you make it life is perception and if i'm headstrong on the way i'm going then i know i'm gonna get there it may there may be some bumps that are on the road and i'm willing to fail because that's just that's just practice that's all it is well I think, said. For, I think for me it's like I'm a person who believes in objective truth right so there's right and there's wrong morally there's something right and something can be morally wrong and me imposing my will on the world is I, I'm not going to compromise that to make people feel comfortable for whatever fleeting philosophy is like the trend of the day there's some things that are objectively evil and there's things that are objectively good and if you're not willing to stand on a principle as a man and say that's fucking wrong I'm not going to do that then what use are you Right. What used to you to this world? You know, you had a situation where 26 people, I believe it was, watched a woman get accosted on a train. Oh, my that's, God. That's what happens when you have a flimsy worldview. I'm not saying, like we were just saying before, you don't have to be the toughest guy on earth, but you do have to be willing to be someone to say, that's wrong. And that's how I impose. I, I, I refuse to compromise those things, no matter how much the world tells me that, like, you have to be sensitive to this, and you have to be sensitive to that. At some point, you got to stand on your two and say, I'm not budging on this. I'm going in the direction that I know is morally right, and I won't be swayed any other way. Or until proven otherwise. Or yeah. until proven otherwise. So I don't want to be a dictator. <laughs> right. I don't want to like, wind up in a place where I'm controlling an entire country and you know doing that type of stuff. Right. I mean, growth is painful. Change is painful. But nothing is as painful as things stuck somewhere where you don't belong. Good point. I'm with you on this what one, about Steve. You? Uh, like, I'm not so much out here to like be an Elon Musk and find a faster way to get Mantis to Mars on some brand new spaceship. Uh, however, I am going to be strong enough to say, you know what, that's a bunch of bullshit, and I don't have to accept that. Like, you're not going to form my mind. Like, I know what I know, and I survive because I make like the right decisions for me, and it's not so much imposing my will, but more rejecting bullshit that comes out of, out of the woodwork, right. you know? So that's where I'm at. Right. 
So enforcing my will and my definition is watching my enemy suffer. (laughs) And so so as long as at the end of the day you are ahead of your enemies and they're, they're they're figuratively... On a on a pile of smoldering bodies, figuratively. I'm not a psycho. So um, you're saying you're ahead. the Conan the Barbarian quote, right? Like Conan's yeah. warlord was like, "What is best in life?" Conan's like, "To cross your enemies, to see them driven before you, and hear and to hear the lamentations of the women." Like, <laughs> yes, all of that and more. Yes, spoon plus. Fucking <laughs> <Like laughs> hell, dude. That's what uh, I mean. That's here's what it is. Obviously, we I can't, I'm not gonna uh, re- repeat what you guys said. You guys all said great things about what it is to be, you know, um, trying to enforce your will in the world. But like, like, like we've pointed out, I'm not. I, I don't think anyone here has the dictator gene. I don't think we'd want to be dictators. We want success in our career. We want things in our way. But ultimately. I find every time you're really trying like to enforce your will, someone gets in the way. And so therefore you have an enemy that you need to crush. A clear enemy that needs to be crushed. And they may be and internal. So it, like your own demons. Yes, like yeah. it, it could be yeah, confidence. I don't like, have any demons. I'm fine, Derek. I don't know what you're suggesting, but I'm fine. It's <laughs> not what you told us in previous MSM episodes. You're like, I need therapy. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, maybe, but no. All I'm saying is, like, the enemies come in different forms. Sometimes they're literally like, you know, your best friend from Harlem. <laughs> or uh, hey, I've never, I've never made a secret of it. At the end of all things, if Mantis is hanging from a cliff, and I'm the one there, that motherfucker's falling, and I'm gonna look him right in his eyes. I'm gonna be like, remember that day on Rogue Planet when you tried to make me look like a crazy person? I'm just gonna kick you were. You He's gonna be like Scar and fuck Scar and Mufasa. He's gonna grab his hand, just let him go. <laughs> and the claws <laughs> down the fucking. You're on your show today. <laughs> I... Yeah, we total total nut job. Uh, but no, the point is, is like, here's what I'm saying. Enemies are real. Right. It's not oh, illusionary. 100%. I think everyone has this idea. They're like, well, let's be sweet hippies and love each other. Especially that is true. Spoon, but you know you what? There are place. people. Who want to do you wrong? There are some people who hate on you for no reason. There are people who are like you see that person who wants something. I just want to take that away from them. That is literally how humans operate. Those, if you talk about people who talk about you, the only reason they do it is because no one listens when they talk about themselves. Good point. Good point. Good point. But if they get in my way, they're again, done. Again, be un- <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like be unfazed, and that's your unfazed for you. They're not stopping oh. you from going through. You're going to go right through them, right. whether it's if physically I, or around, or like, you know, just blow past them in life. You're, which, and that's 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 where I'm, I'm tying the unfazed part of it too. That's right. The, no, I I agree with that. You should be unfazed, and you should go through, and you're going to plow through them. Should you not be able to unplow uh, plow through them? Well, well then I mean, you need if, you need to you need to destroy them. Yeah. I think at certain points you just got to ask yourself a question like, and this is I'm, like, we've joked a lot about a lot of things like, and you have to look at the word enemy like someone that's in combat with someone that's their enemy. It's someone that's forcibly trying to take their life away from them. Now, someone that's trying to take your assets that's your enemy. Someone that's right. talking about you or starting rumors with you that's a mentally ill person. 
because they don't have anything else to talk about. Yo, okay, so what it is is you, I feel what you're saying, but you are also, depending on the situation, ruining your reputation could be taking assets from you. It could be taking opportunity away from you. It could be ruining your career for all you know. Yeah, well, that falls into that category, right? And that's where I split that into that category. Yeah. If someone's doing something to take food out of my kid's mouth, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm trying to put it away without sounding like a, a ruffian. There's something pe- certain people oh, who just do it. There's just certain people who have made a gummy, right? And that's why I said what I said. I won't compromise on these things. Like there's certain people I'm just going to step over because you're not worth my freedom. You're not really an enemy. You're just you're soft. Oh, yo, by the way, I want to make it clear. I'm not suggesting beating or killing or anything weird like that. No one thinks you're saying that stuff. We're adding distinctions and clarifications. We're validating your point. At a certain time when someone shows himself as opposition, you got to stand up to him. You got to do what's necessary. Just know that they're actually opposition and you're not projecting. Yeah, they're literally in in anywhere where there is a market um, where it's saturated with... uh, the competition it's you you either eat or be eaten it's a real ass thing yeah. it's a real ass like you're all these snowflakes are like oh i deserve a participation trophy for trying to get my <laughs> fucking skin in the, no like you're not gonna fucking win shit i'm just not gonna so two two things i was looking for and this one goes back to like your definition of enemy um and like being in combat um, this is actually a really good quote to be effective in combat, a warrior must not feel for his enemy. The road ahead is long and unforgiving. No place for a boy. So that's that's essentially like understand that if there's there's a lot more to that saying in just in general. But for me, it's if you're going to go to the point where you're you've decided that to, that you either as a man or even as a human, you're gonna you want to get to impose your will on the world and make, leave your mark, right? And yeah, man, this makes a point. You know, you will and you will meet people who will try to bring you down. That black cloud gang, that fucking group. That's people. People sometimes, especially when they're not doing well, they want, they don't like seeing others succeed. Yeah. Um, especially if it's in within their own friend group, because they're like, oh, they're gonna leave me, and I'm, I'm not gonna be good enough. Mm-hmm. And I need to start doing stuff. And uh, tune in for next week's episode about catfishing. Um, <laughs> oh hell yeah. Um, but fuck, essentially fuck can't do it yeah um but essentially like it happens and it's it's with and it's not just catfish i'm just saying you get, you get enemies but to be effective in that combat and that combat could be within life or what with whatever it is you cannot feel for your enemy so like it's not having that that pity being like oh man well you know they're having a hard time or like you just can't make you got to be like this person's in my way and i'm like even if it even if it's like a lover at that point mm. you know I've had situations where I've had a girl be like, like this past ex of mine, she, I have a plan. I'm moving across the country. Once I get my full license out, I'm going to be going, um, setting up my retirement. I'm going to have a whole structure plan set. I already got a job set up, making 140 an hour. Like I'm set where I'm going. And she was like, well, you know, I really don't want to move. My family's here. And she kept trying to get me to stay. And I finally told her, no, I was like, it's fine. Like, and this is just, isn't going to work out. It's just not going to work out. And she was like, you're willing to throw out. I'm like, we just started dating. You're having your own issues with it. Like, but that's, that was that. Maybe that was sexual discipline. Maybe that was self-discipline. Maybe that was a lot of other things, but I'm not giving up on my fucking way that I know it's going to work out for me. Like I can only control my own fucking life. I can't control your life. You know what I mean? And that's, 
that's a tough it was a tough decision because i was like man i really really like her and i was but i'm not going to force somebody also to do what i want to do just because i'm the one that wants to do it no that's fine we're just gonna have to go different ways then sorry like that's they call it competing they call it competing higher pleasures in psychology and uh Mm -hmm. so i was in rehab for three years in my Dang. first year of rehab, this was a, a work release program from uh, from county jail. And it was like what they gave me, the deal they gave me before I went to prison. So they were like, these are your options. You can do the six years flat or you can do the six months here and then go to treatment. So obviously I took that deal as opposed to doing the six years. Right. In my first room after coming out of like the, their detox ward, I was upstairs in a room with a guy by the name of George. And I'll never forget this dude. He was an old school Sereno Mexican from like La M.A., like this, the biggest Mexican gang in California. And this man had done his 17-year bid. Jesus. W- went to the treatment center. And how do I know that he did a 17-year bid? Because he did everything that vet, quote-unquote veteranos do. His slippers were always on the right side of the bed. That bed was always folded. It, he had those behaviors. But most importantly, he did a SAP program, which is a behavior modif- remodification program in prison. Right. And a part of that was getting him into a treatment center. He was dying from hep C, from doing heroin most of his life. And Jeez. he screwed up his body. He had the right to go home after prison. He didn't have to go to this program. He wanted to go to this program because he wanted to die clean. And I remember him sitting down and talking to me about this stuff. And then just thinking about that and how it relates to the topics. Like he had enough discipline to know that the end was near. And he had squandered so much of his life that he was willing to, you know, go out that way. And that's always made a lasting impression on me. And that's why I take the position I do with people. And that's why I enjoyed this conversation with you guys tonight, because it's like at a certain point, what we're really talking about with these 10 rules is something to measure the world by. And I think a lot of times people don't even have that. You know, they don't have a code of ethics. They don't have... Yeah, anything to measure the world by, and like I'm you glad can't I got trust to have, a person without a code. I and I don't, and I'm glad I got to have you have this conversation with you guys. I appreciate you for having me on, man. It's really dope. Keep doing oh, the good work, bro. Absolutely. No, we're glad to have you here, brother. Thanks, Thanks for, for being uh, available. Last minute. Yeah, yeah dude, uh-huh. holy shit. Thanks for being available. Thanks for being available. Oh no, yeah, no worries, man. Thank you. No, 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 um, it's no worries. Sorry to bring down the mood, but it's it's no, no, it's that's 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 what this is. This shit's about, man. Like. At the end of the day, people can say what they want about the show. They'd say whatever they want about each individual, but oh, a bunch of we, sexually we, undisciplined dudes on on Green Room. What the fuck? <laughs> why should we tune in? Well, I'll tell you why. Go ahead, Vic. I'm just saying, you know, like it's it's having this place to be able to release that, and like you can talk to your boys sometimes about it. But I've noticed that since since we've had this, like. You know, we've had people we've had people message us we've had people message like individuals and they're like man i love this show i mean fuck laney just said it. she just loves the show um is it's yeah. not just about the men it's just, it's just about things that we see in like as human beings and like different perspective on stuff and it's just it's having that awareness and rebuilding that because you're right you know steve this you've got a generation right now who it's they like i don't know i don't even know if it's laziness or if it's neglect or i don't even know where it's coming from but they don't they don't want to have a code they don't want to leave the house they don't want to do anything um not even so like we make this joke and everybody's like oh you ever see that like for instance you ever see that meme that's like i always cancel on my friends last minute because i don't want to be social or whatever right that's that's not okay like it's funny to laugh at but realistically it's not okay you need social interactions to move forward that's called net where you need networking 
You need to get out of the house. You, you can't just stick. That's you go into depression. It's going to get worse. Um, I mean, fuck, I can go down. Unless you have video day, games, it'll be fine. Just life 2.0 in VR. You'll be fine, guys. Just right. <laughs> or, you know, new world. With the your meta. Homies, but there you go. <laughs> make sure you have a build. Don't fucking pussyfoot around trying to be eight different things at once. You have a limited amount of perks to choose from. Yeah, like that's, that's anyway. Um, <laughs> so beta. The disdain. He has such disdain for that move. <laughs> fuck. But no, I, I mean, can, like. That's great. You know, be, there's, it's just, no, everyone, I feel like a lot, and it's, we see it in men, and that's the, and that's, I, I don't know, bro, it's, there's no, no, we no longer humble ourselves, we, the people don't like to be in confrontations, they don't like to stand, stand for what they believe in, they waver their own will, they waver their own goals, and that's the, I mean, that's part of the point of MSM, man, it's also giving the floor to open up and be like, you know, well, why does this happen? Why do you feel like this? Well, because I just don't want to do this, or I'm depressed, and it's okay, but talk about that shit. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably gonna bring the mood down. Um, I just had a friend of mine who I worked with this week. Um, actually, not this. The situation happened this week, but um, I was a when I was a first year apprentice. He was just about to finish up and get his top out, and so um, I'm about to be the same way. I'm about to finish and get my my license. He's had his license now for I think two years, two or three years. Um, he had lost the job at Facebook from stealing copper. Won't do that. It's a felony. Anything over twenty five pounds, immediate felony. Oh shit. Um, Without a license, yeah, and he took about ten thousand dollars worth. Um, oh, luckily, Jesus the company the company didn't even press charges. They just fired him, and he was blacklisted from the job. However, that job is the closest job to his house, and he didn't want to travel. Um, this past week, uh, he had an accident and died. Um, wow. She was, was, I guess, doing something with his gun. Ended up getting shot. Had was trying. They found him trying to crawl back, and by he didn't even make it. He ended up dying. Um, so life is short. But that was one thing that Royale had taught me. He said, man, just pick a goal and go with it. Run with it. He was like, man, I, and he was the same thing, man. He was, he was on heroin, a bunch of drugs. He got clean, wanted to get a good career, got in the union, got his license, and finally was getting his life together. And some life had hit him down a couple more times. And it, I mean, thank God it wasn't a suicide or anything like that. But I mean, life was short, but at least he got to accomplish some of the things he wanted to do. And I have the utmost high respects for that, you know, um, that's rough, yeah. So that's sorry, man. I mean, it happens, dude. And like, it's 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 a loss. It happens. It's whatever. I'm just glad that he did achieve goals that he had set for himself. Damn. Um, you know that before that happens, and that's what it is. Like, it's don't be afraid to get out of the house. Don't be, you know, uh, don't be afraid to just go out and be social. Like, if you're even if you're not feeling like, bro, I, I there's so many times I don't feel like going out. Um, but since I've been, you know, I was doing therapy since I got back into the gym, since I started, you know, really taking like my schooling, my work done and having a plan, I don't mind going out now. I have to tell myself to take a rest day, you know, from the gym. I have to tell myself to take a day off now. Instead of it was the other way around, it was like trying to force myself to go to the gym and force myself to go to work and force myself to do this. Like life has gotten so much better. Um, since I've made those moves and made that discipline. And I think that's just the message that we're all trying to say here. Like yep. maybe not all of us have hit all the same points, but we've seen stuff from being disciplined within our lives and how we got there. Um, so that's just, uh, that's just my, I guess my closing stuff. What about you guys? You got anything you want to add to that? 
I think this no. one's like you nailed it on the head with this one. It's uh, and I always use this example when it comes to doing something that's incredibly difficult or you think it's out of reach. Motivation is literally one percent of success, and the rest of the way is discipline. Because motivation may or may not be there. Uh, one morning you're gonna wake up and you're gonna say, "Shit, I don't want to go to the gym. It's too fucking cold outside. There's four feet of snow. Whatever the case may be." But if you're disciplined enough and you have uh, commitment. No matter what, you're gonna get your ass to the gym, or you're gonna you're gonna hit your uh, uh, diet modification goals, whatever the case may be. Because you know what, uh, you can be motivated all you want, but if you don't have commitment and discipline, you're never gonna execute. You know, so um, I think it's important to say uh, to people that are like, "Oh, I'm just not motivated enough." Well, it, it starts with motivation, but um, don't think that motivation is the only thing that's going to carry you through success because you, you literally need to commit and be disciplined enough to execute. So, And literally 80% of, uh, no, I would even say 90% of it, success is just showing up. Just get your ass there. And whether it's the gym, the job, um, we talked about it before. And I think one of the first episodes, I think it was just a me and Derek episode that at the time, the first time Eric, Derek came on MSM and I talked about your interview self think about that you know you're going to go for a job interview you present you you go to bed early you got your clothes ready you got everything set up for that success so that you can make that job interview because you need that you need money to survive and do that but then after a while you give that up and you're like fuck i can show up late to work and fuck this i'm mm-hmm. cool with my boss or best friends or whatever and you get on and do whatever you've given that up and so why did you backtrack you did it for one day and if you think about it the work wasn't that hard you just had to do it a little bit extra thinking and you landed the job. Just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, it's like the fucking perfect song for this. I feel like this is just like this closing, like motivational <laughs> violin speech right here going on. Mantis, any last words? Wash your ass. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and I love you all. God bless you. Anyway, guys. Um, Big shout outs again, Steve. Thank you for like last minute jumping in. Um, it's been a pleasure, man. We'll definitely clutch, have to get you my dude. More often. Clutch. Thank you so and, much, brothers. And, and uh, hold up, are you doing? Uh, you doing? I'm going. Oh, I'm shit. going right into it. I'm going. Right into it. I'm, right I'm so sorry. I for, totally forgot about that. <laughs> no, I, I was completely. I enjoyed it. You only get this opportunity to have a good conversation a few times in your life. So thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. So you. So uh, you want to tell us what you're putting on on Green Room right after this? Uh, we're going right into after all this motivation speaking about self-discipline and controlling your lower sexual self booty popping chicken fridays where you can come shake your ass <laughs> yes hell yeah the uh true after party of msm guys definitely check out steve the hold up tv he is in chat um he's in the room there uh just go back to the listeners and make sure you follow him he's a fantastic um individual again guys this is normally done on thursdays at 7 p.m eastern uh, we just had some stuff going on yesterday that where work and um, personal stuff got in the way. But uh, we will be going back to you again every Thursday. That booty call? Wait, 7. what? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, um, you know, follow the M- Men Supporting Men channel. Um, we're going to have some some new, some new good content coming up, some more guests coming up. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Big shout out to Cincy Star, Izzy, or. T- uh, Ortiz, Jess Martinez, James Lear, Laneo, Steve the Hold Up TV, Catfish, Lo-Fi Lurks, Red, Carlton Green, Miss Hippie, Grey Winther, Bellboy, Angel, 
uh, age. And uh, again, thank you guys to Derek, Mantis, and Steve for joining for always being up here, be willing to come up. Um, we're gonna do this again soon, uh, maybe next week. Who knows? But uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much. And like the Fat Mantis said, make sure you wash your ass, you filthy animals. (laughs) That's to be a whole MSN episode. I don't know why, but for some reason, people have given up on like basic hygiene. God damn it. It's a pandemic, man. Dude, they're like, I'm I'm hydrated. I'm taking my meds because the Emmy and Emma show told me to, but... I forgot to fucking take the shower. I haven't done that in six years. I don't like putting on pants since the pandemic, man. That's Real fine, <laughs> but make sure you at least wash your clothes Jesus. and fucking like yeah, don't, take the shit stains out of your computer chair. Yeah, don't sit in that chair without <laughs> washing your ass. Man. Yo, good night, guys. Good night, guys. Good night, take care, everybody. everybody.